one. And we are recording with, I don't know which one of y'all said it in the email thread, but the bald ones. And it's been in my calendar ever since. The bald ones. <laughs> the or, bald uh, ones. I literally just had it, the bald T-bones. So, sounds or, like uh, a Sam Peckinpah movie from 1960. Oh, no, sadly, it sounds like it sounds like all the bald ones are dead. I have to get coffee. Sorry to blow the beginning, but I'm... It, I don't give a shit. Well, at some whatever. point, I'm going to have to stop. Tommy, Tommy froze up. Me. Tommy froze up. What did you say? I did. Yeah, you said yeah, at some well, point, and then you froze. Still, it's still, oh, it's still over. It's still a little overcast from the the tropical storm. I'm still on Starlink, so gotcha. I just said I might have to drop out here or there for a couple of minutes because the light has to. Come yeah. through and feed and milk the goat and all that. Whatever. Stuff, so, yeah. Well, last oh time gosh. Dave was up in the woods, it looked like he was in Ruby Ridge, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I already took the chickens away. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot like, all the weird cryptic. Yeah. Right now, I have a black light. It looks like so I can clean up the semen from my meeting with the bald ones. That's a text that's going to get me flagged by the FBI. Well, I'm, who are the bald the... ones? Why are the black lights? He's I'm on the move. The dark He's in Maine now. I blew myself up this week. You did what? I, I did the stupidest Harry homeowner uh, mistake you could make. What'd you do? Uh, instead of grabbing the kerosene, I grabbed the gasoline and uh, sprinkled it on the leaves. And why? Because I want to get burned. So I want to start some leaves. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Um, so, so I got a little, to- I got a little toasted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently. Um, well, I don't know. I guess. I guess the biggest thing right now is that they're still counting. Uh, is it? Is it conspiratorial? Because I'm not me. I'm very prone to conspiracies. But they're still counting in Arizona and in Washington State. Is that correct? The count- uh, yeah, and a lot of other uh, congressional districts in other states. But this is how they count. One, two, but I mean, but, but I think they're counting three. so slowly you think that Fetterman was actually counting the votes. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Broke Maybe they hired Fetterman to do the counting. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the best tweet of the some guy on the internet today said, "Come on, Biden Fetterman, twenty twenty four. It's a no brainer." <laughs> Jesus Christ! But the other one was they showed him talking to each other, and it's just garble. So there, there, there's that. There's that meme too. Oh, well, man. oh man! You'll have they to could, run could, Fetterman as Fetter Woman. They could. <laughs> and then, and of course, there was the fact that the race was neck and neck. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. They could do they could do Fetterman Biden twenty twenty four and just you know America, but it's spelled M R I. All right, answer jokes. But um, oh wow, that's 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 rough, dude. That one that one's that one's really rough. I like it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But um, so I'm I'm trying to look at it. I'm trying to look at it less conspiratorial and because it's like that. It's like that Norm McDonald joke that I hadn't seen till recently. Rest in peace, Norm. But it was, uh, he goes, you know, I was reading a history, history book earlier and he goes, what are the odds that in every conflict, the good guys have won? It says right here. And it's <laughs> so, I, and so I have to look at things and I'm like, you know, I look at the 2020 election still and I look at it as fraudulent, but then I have to go, and then I have all my other thoughts about COVID. And I think last time we talked about um, uh, what was the fucking shooting in Texas? The, okay, which Uvalde. one? Correct. Yeah, Uvalde. Uvalde. At a certain point, when you keep flipping the coin. It was coin, Carrie Lake Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, 
I have to start <laughs> wondering, like, what a coincidence every time I'm correct and everyone else is wrong. So, like, the little hairs on my neck are going, are these fraudulent? Are there conspiracies going on? Or, shocker, can I be incorrect? And is this is the country actually pretty divided down the center? Did Democrats do better than people thought? Like, is that a possibility? Because I, I don't. I think, Tommy, I think I read something today by Sundance over Conservative Treehouse, and I think he put it best. It was that Republicans were out to win votes and the Democrats were out to win ballots. Okay. It's just that simple. That, that the Democrats focused on getting ballots to the door on time. Whether those ballots are fraudulent or not is irrelevant. They got ballots into the boxes, whereas the Republicans wanted to win hearts and minds. And if you're, I mean, that's just the most generous way of putting it. Let's, let's leave aside the fact that the GOP establishment would rather lose to the Democrats than allow populists to win within their own. I'm uh, not so sure about that. Exactly. What's I, I mean, a lot of people are saying that, but I, I'm not sure I believe that. No, I, I, I absolutely. I do. I, I, Mitch McConnell is, you know, I, I, I've always thought that about these guys and it, they just keep proving themselves over and over again. Like they had, they did not have to run the way they did. They did not have to spend the money the way they did. I think they, 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 they absolutely sabotage certain certain races by not putting money that they should have put towards certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. One of the candidates who could have used some money didn't get any from him. That was Bulldog up in New Hampshire, I think, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that yeah, that oh, general. I can't remember. Um James, why why do you cause I actually I I tend to agree with you, Tom. I I do think that they would I think the Uniparty is probably even more corrupt and resilient and and wide reaching than any of us any of us even think. James, well, I'm going to get the Democrats credit here. I think they had a very they had a, they had a strong strategy. And at the same time, they also, you know, I've always believed that, you know, it's he who cheats best wins. And if you've got one side that doesn't that just refuses to cheat in their own favor because they're not trying to win because yeah. of the bigger agenda, then, you know, it's kind of like people that like criticize yeah, I'm from New England. I don't give a shit about sports, but by default, I guess I am a, a New England fan. It's like people that are like, oh, deflate gate, spy gate. I'm like, yeah, cheat. If you don't get caught, cheat. you win. You fuck. Yeah, yeah. The guys that got caught with steroids are the ones who were dumb enough to get caught. What do you, what do you, there's no, you, you just do it. It's not like the Japanese were like, well, we are morally against building an A-bomb. No, we built it first and we vaporized them. Like, fuck off. So I, I kind of I, I'm not convinced that uh, Tom's point is uh, a moral yeah, yeah. Point, elaborate, it's not elaborate a moral on that. point. Elaborate on no, that. It's not but, a moral but, point but in the absence of a moral point, I'm not sure what that point is other than just sheer power. childish vindictiveness and sheer and power. Like, I just don't believe that the GOP establishment uh, works for America anymore. And they believe that Democrats work for America. So no. so to paraphrase to re, to <clears throat> couch. Tom's view is, and this goes back to 2022, 2020 as well, as well. that, um, that, you know, the, I read Molly Hemingway's rigging rigged or whatever. And it was interesting. She didn't claim it was rigged. What she did is she made a great case explaining how awful the wall of pain was that Trump had to keep smacking against i mean she makes a good case that just the forces that were against him forget about whether he's a narcissist but then she also laid out the case that that, that the election was so primed to be rigged 
So she doesn't come and she talks about the individual court cases that we heard, you know, zero for 61, therefore shut up because, you know, none of them won in court. What are you talking about? And then you find out from the cases how screwed up the courts were, where the Wisconsin court, for example, concluded that the whole thing was done wrong. And their response was to say, don't do it again. Right. So 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 I think. The Republicans and the Democrats agree that 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 they all want to get reelected with a 97 percent reelection rate. That turns out to be that turns out to be a mutually agreed upon stance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Republicans and the Democrats agree that they got to get the populism out of there, that they got to get the MAGA guys out of there. The MAGA populists are far more dangerous than the um, than the left wing populists. Yes. Because the left-wing populists play right into the globalist theme, and the MAGA guys are defiant. Yeah, no, the so. they, we're, we're we're dealing with. They know what they're dealing with. At you know, we're talking about Brexit-style populism. We're talking about Victor Orban-style populism. They don't want that here in the United States. They they this is a very clear operation that's been going that's going on here. And I, I've been saying for a long time that I really do believe that we're going to be placed that even no matter what happens here, that we will have be placed into a Hobson's choice between either the red seats, red states effectively having to say, okay, yeah, that's enough. We're, we're not going to, we don't want to be associated with you people anymore because you're nothing but a, a bunch of freaking tyrannical cheaters. Or if the, we did get the red wave, then the blue states would all turn around and go, I can't even imagine being a part of this, the, the same country with these Nazis and the, and then virtue signaling their little tits off and then, you know, taking their toys and going home. And the reality is, is that, you know, when you, you know, I, I know you guys have heard, because I've said, told, I think I've said to everybody here at different, in different uh, um, uh, times that when we've talked, when we've talked previously, that Germany uses the euro as a means by which to do internalized mercantilism within the e- European Union. Well, California runs the same thing on the United States based on the Fed funds rate. And that, and, and California gets to raise money and use that money and use the Fed funds rate you know, as, as a bludgeon by which to enhance its economy at the, at the expense of everybody else and, and its political power within uh, the, the, the American government. And I think that that's the, that's the fundamental disconnect and divide here that, you know, we're not going to be able to overcome that until there's a structural change in the way we, we deal with this. And I, think that, I, I think it's irreparable. Honestly, I really do at this point. And I think that, you know, the younger generations have been gaslit, the millennials in particular, have been gaslit into believing that, you know, the, the Republicans are seriously trying to, um, you know, send us towards Nazi Germany. I think a lot of it has to do with their emotional fragility, that they're just triggered by any idea that we would go backwards, that any, any movement backwards along the progressive path would is then a tantamount to embracing Nazism because they're too emotionally fragile to deal with. I was talking to some friends the other night at my, at my Wednesday gaming group. All of them are young. They're all in their early thirties. Most of the, the guys are all gay and the girl is a freaking feminist. And they all basically lost their minds. When I said, what are you talking? I said, one of them said, I'm now in fear for my life. <laughs> I honestly feel like I'm in fear for my life living in Gainesville, literally faggot town. Okay, like they're the only place in Florida more. <laughs> this this more, this one's really going to work well on YouTube. I'll tell in, you, in 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 Florida, then Gainesville <laughs> would literally be South Beach. Okay, and he's worried. He's worried for his life. I'm like, only if you like 
go east of nine. Only if you go east of go on East Fifth Street over by Lincoln High School, and then you'll just be rolled because you're middle class and white, and they're gonna just you know, roll you for your money, dude. Come on, like this has nothing to do with the fact that you're gay. Yeah, like that has nothing to do. But they but they're gaslighted into believing this. Didn't Trump and I really hold up that like is, a... this emotional fragility is a is is now I, I it I think that that's part of the undercurrent of this election. You throw in. You throw in zero friction voting through mass mail-in ballots, and all of a sudden, everybody with you know half a half-formed opinion that would never vote in the past now has that now can get their their ballot counted, and because they don't have to actually show up to vote. And oh, well, they've this broken, brings I think they've just broken the entire thing mechanistically in their favor. This brings me to uh, uh, a point that I just made a note about. Um, you know, you describe the uh, emotional. By the way, condition. Jim, you're looking particularly homeless today. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's usually my game. <laughs> you know, I've got a six day growth of a beard, which you can barely see, but it doesn't help. And uh, you, you know, can my come face stay. You can got come stay. Blown up. I have a walk-in closet. You can come stay here if you want. Oh, thanks. You're not. Are you gay? Uh, well, I don't know. You got twenty <laughs> guys, bucks, guys. What? Maybe. <laughs> you have a problem with this? Are you a bigot Nazi? <laughs> no, I'm just pulling your chain, right now, but not dude. your weenie. You, you, you check your but your point, chain. Jim. Okay, anyway, sorry. I'm yeah, trying to make a point. Which oh, yeah, is, sorry. Uh, uh, now, when you raise the uh, the picture of all these uh, pathetic, uh, emotionally pathetic uh, snowflakes from the younger generations, uh, it prompts me to think that you know they their emotional condition was formed by a certain set of peculiar conditions of the last uh you know five years or so ten years or so and um uh conditions are now deteriorating pretty sharply especially economic conditions and so the milieu that all of these different factions are operating in and swirling around in that's going to change tremendously and it's going to force each faction to change its stance within that uh set of uh you know atmospheric economic conditions so that uh, for example uh you know what i'm saying implies that a certain amount of hardship is going to be setting in and that hardship will be setting in for those snowflakes who are not going to have the luxury of you know as the saying goes living in mom's basement and uh you know living on oreos they're going to have to probably figure out a way to make themselves useful in return for some kind of a livelihood yeah. Somehow, some way. And they'll learn the hard way, you know, what it means to to have to join the reality based world. So I don't see that as I don't see those kinds of things as being permanent conditions. Now, well, the other the other thing I want to say is that um, before you even start talking about, uh, you know, the the, the uh, uh <laughs> Before you even start talking about how fair uh, the election actually was and how rigged it was, you have to start with the fact that they can't even count the fucking votes. You know, that that in itself is so disrespectful to the to the voters that, uh, you know, it's a whole other category of uh, an insult to the to our civic life. Agreed, Jim. I, I, the, only, the only thing I would say, I, I agree with you about a lot of the uh, about those things that you just pointed out. That yes, things are going to get harder. They're all of a sudden now going to have to be really be faced with this. But I want to I want to just bring something else up about what I think in terms of when I see the 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 millennial um, uh, the zeitgeist of the millennial, uh, I guess you know uh, 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 fragility, emotional fragility. Look, these kids were you know they grew up Y two K 
They watched their parents get wiped out. Great, uh, great financial crisis of 2008. They watched their parents get wiped out again. Like the, now COVID, this is three times they've had any attempt and any chance of building a future for themselves mm-hmm. has been taken away from them. And so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even, I don't even blame them for being this way. Don't get me wrong. This was not a judgment. It's an, I get that. You know, it, it's, it's really serious. And I don't, and the problem now is I don't know that we have the time or the luxury to hold their hands, you know, through the five stages of grief, the, the Kubo Ross five stages of grief and get to accepting the fact that, yeah, the world sucks, but it's, it's, but it's not the Republicans fault. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's the thing that they really have to get, get past. And, and I think that, I mean, I know, I, you know, this is, we've seen this in the past, like the, the whole the whole rise of like gender fluidity and all this stuff is just, I think it's just a, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't mean to be like, I'm not trying to be denigrate anybody or anything, but when people are under stress and under incredible amounts of stress and incredible amounts of anxiety that we're all feeling and we all react to it in different ways. Like what always happens? There's always a rise in aberrant behavior to however you want to define aberrant. Okay. And, you know, like it or not, homosexuality is aberrant behavior simply from a biological point of view. You're not reproducing. Okay. It's not, it's not judgment. It's just, it's just what it is. You're not acting like a mammal. Right. You're not acting like a mammal. You're acting like a, you know, I mean, I look, when my goats are under stress, there's an awful lot of, awful lot of anal rape goes on in the butt pad. It's, it's, I get it. Like, it's not normal for them to be caged up this way. And so you see aberrant behavior. Like, it's not a judgment. Okay. So, like but it. it is, but it is something that we're not also not supposed to talk about, like but hey, that's the part that, I think that's the part that's really dangerous I, to the entire society. I like the idea of someone who's never watched this podcast, gives it a click and they just hear you know, my goats are under stress. There's a lot of anal rape and they just exit out and go to the next one. And I've just <laughs> lost know. somebody. I've just lost somebody forever um, to, to go back. I, and, but I think you're right. Aberrant behavior. I mean, you, I guess you could say like the trauma of world war two, 85 million dead, 14 million men went, or it was 8 million went and served 425,000 Americans killed. It ends with two a bombs. And 20 years later, I mean, you have the sixties. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like, it's you go from such like an uncle sam women are assembling artillery shells and men are fighting on the beaches of normandy it almost seems like a natural thing that like yeah you come home and you take acid grow your hair to your ass and you go like frolic in mud and watch hendrix i kind of get it the kids do the parents came home you guys you guys are selling you guys are barnyard drugs and you know i don't and i don't i don't necessarily like agree with i mean i look at the two years after my older brother took his life, yeah, I gained 67 pounds. I grew my hair out. I was on every drug I could get my hands on. I look back at it now, and I'm like, as bad as it was, I'm like, of course I did that. How the fuck else do you internal? You just go nuts. Yeah. Everybody and, has their coping mechanisms, dude. Sure. Like, yeah, seriously. And I don't, again, don't, I don't, this yeah. is not a judgment. No, sure. I mean, no, I, I get you. I mean, if I had judgment about homosexuals, my God, I would hate half my family. Yeah. I mean, I hate half my family for a different reason, but that <laughs> yeah, has but nothing to do with their, yeah. oh, them being homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you just hate them for a different reason. No, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. um, like, you know, just, but yeah. hey, uh, um, what about the generation that's older than than those snowflakes, uh, uh, arguably their parents' generation, who are the ones who are now uh, coming into their power or have been in, into their power. And they're the ones who are actually, you know, writing the rules for all of this woke nonsense. 
Hmm. No, the boomers are still writing the rules. The Gen X, my generation is being, is, is notice we're being cock blocked from actually taking power. We're going to go directly from the boomers to the millennials. Yeah, you got to get bypassed. Gen X. And from a demographic standpoint, we're not a large enough cohort in terms of numbers to actually affect the vote totals. I mean, I could make all these mechanistic arguments as to why it was actually very easy for them to put the thumb on the scale here and there and just change the mechanism by which we vote and then get the predicted and get the outcome that they got. Hmm. Well, Ron DeSantis is uh, in your generation, right? And yes, he's, and he's the and he's the he's the and, uh, and the fact that people regard him as being so supernaturally charismatic may be that he's one of the rare figures in your generation who's managed to do that. I agree. There, I'm not any good at it. There is a low. <laughs> I don't know. You, T- Tim, Dill- Tim, I was listening to an old Tim Dillon episode from the pandemic. Oh. And it is kind I don't of. Know, what fun. do you think, Dave? I'm I'm just throwing stuff. I'm just. I was like, about to say, Dave, stuff. show me your hands because you haven't said a word yet, and I kind of think you're jerking off. Well, I'm trying to get him into the conversation. <laughs> I did a podcast about two weeks ago where I pissed into a mug. <laughs> and then got got distracted and took a belt out of it. So I'm just trying to keep my shit together today. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, I did that. I did you actually that. did that. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is is I drink a lot of ginger ale, so it, there was just no visual cues to tell me that the glass I was grabbing was not ginger ale. Well, it wasn't went, a way. It wasn't a way of this process. I don't think we can just like, rush over that. Like, what the fuck? Gandhi, Gandhi here, you know? Yeah, yeah you know whatever ever died from it. There's four no, flicks. but I mean, there. that's a moment. Well, that was a moment, yeah. I, I, I didn't know you were anybody about it. For, I, I, I didn't, I didn't tell the host till after it was over. Jesus Christ. I think on top of all that, a couple things come to mind. One is... I think this is going to be the first serious economic downturn of which I think it's going to be the most serious. I think it's going to be an absolute ass kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, too much, too much fuel to be burnt off at this point um, yeah. in which we've entered it, not from a state of euphoria, but from a state of being pissed off. So I think, I think when you, when you're at the top of the market cycle, you might be heading into a Nikkei like awfulness or worse and to start out pissed off, I just have trouble picturing. Tom just froze up, I think. Yeah, no, he, um, yeah, he, he said it. He said there's bad weather there, so it's doing this on and, and off. And so I, I don't know what bottom you plumb socially when when you start there. The second thing is, is on top of all this, you know, the young guys have gotten pounded. And they absolutely have. We have also, you know, corrupted their brains with some pretty screwed up ideas. So. I don't think it's just a, a coping mechanism that they're turning to socialism. I think we taught it to them. And so, so oh, for sure, it, I get accused of, I get accused of, no, no. See, I think the universities are not the, the source because I, I think by the time they get here, they're ready to go. They're primed. So I think, I think it starts with this innocuous, seemingly irrefutable idea that everyone should be treated well and real simple ideas from daycare and, and and then and then you start shaping it. You start making a, a plot line, and next thing you know, equity and equality and various things start getting a little jumbled together. And 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 over the next total twenty years, um, you're now primed. It, it reminds me a little bit of an analysis I read by I think it was Crichton about Mormonism, where on the surface it's fine, but they're too close to a precipice. Um, in which it's easy to go over. And, and part of it, I think, is because 
in Mormonism, you don't just talk to God, he talks back. And that's, that's kind of an oddity. Um, so in any event, I, I, I think we really have created, a, I, I don't know what generation to call it, a big wad of people who, who are primed to not support capitalism, primed to support socialism. And, and therefore, as the going gets tough, you know what they're going to turn to. Yeah. I don't think the other question I've been laboring well, over. Well, is, wait a minute. What? Violent revolu- revolution? Well, that's the, the downside. But they're at least going to vote for stupid stuff that's going to nauseate anyone who who believes in price discovery and, mm-hmm. you know, eat what you kill sort of thinking. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the other question. The other, yeah, that's right. You know, you get what you do, you, you get what you earn, right? Meritocracy. Um, I think the other, the other issue that we face, and it just left my head, so it's probably not going to come back. But um, <sighs> fuck, never mind. Sorry, never dude. Mind. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I I'm so bad now. I go to I go to cut a piece, a sentence out of a paragraph to put it somewhere. And by the time I get there, I go, I don't remember what was in that sentence. So I don't know where to paste it, right? I mean, it... stop me before I sub-reference again in the immortal words of Dennis Miller. Um, to go back to what, to you, what you said, Tom, is that, you know, getting ballots out and we've made it easy for everyone. Oh, wait, let me ask my question. It just came sure. to me. Sure. Um, is there a... Is there a a fundamental philosophical difference between being right wing and left wing that guarantees the left will cheat and the right will do so less. Now there's people, if you're left wing listening to this, you're going to say, why do you think you don't cheat? Well, I'm a right winger. So maybe that's my bias, but it seems to me that the Democrats are outplaying the Republicans in part because they're putting, playing a no holds barred game, which Tom sort of implied. And the, the Republicans are, so, so it's almost a, a, a political sociopathy where the Republicans are putting, are self-constraining. They're, they're saying, oh, we don't do that. And, and they'll do an awful lot of bad stuff. Anyone who thinks Republicans are gonna save the day if they get in power is nuts, right? Yeah, they're right. psychotic, but, but they seem to not be able to play play nose to nose against the democrats on this dirty shit is that is that well isn't it obvious i mean it's a cliche that the left is using the saul alinsky playbook which is basically the ends justify the means it's such a terrible (laughs) that i'm a little embarrassed to mention it but it seems to be true i I mean i i've wondered um yeah, I'll introduce an idea that also may get get you kicked off YouTube. Um, I've been kicked off YouTube since last August. So I don't know what okay, you guys are concerned well, about. Anyway, um, you know, as, as an American Jew, it really disturbs me no end that so much of this uh, election fuckery is being conducted by American Jewish lawyers like Mark Elias and uh, David Laufman and Michael Sussman and the whole Lawfare crew really really disturbs me um i think i understand a little about where it comes from but it's become so perverted now that it's almost unrecognizable you know i i believe that it comes from that uh uh, uh evolution of what happened when the european jews moved to america and they had to kind of give up the idea that animated judaism for uh a long time about the return to Zion being the most important thing about being a Jew. 
And the American Jews, the, the Jews who came here from Europe, succeeded so wildly in America. They did so well in this uh, wide open capitalist uh, fantasy system that they landed in at, at the absolute peak of uh, the the evolution of the industrial age, you know, the early nine, nine, early 20th century. Um, that they had to they had to find a new uh, way to animate their uh, Jewishness, and the the answer was um, uh, actually provided by uh, an American rabbi. I believe was he was Amer an American rabbi, and I, I don't remember his name. I'm you know I'm not much of a historian of my own Jewishness, but th the idea was uh, a, a proposition in Hebrew called Tikkun Olam. T-I-K-K-U-N-O-L-A-A-M. And it, it means in Hebrew, heal the world. And from there, the American Jews go on in the 20th century with all the tremendous success that they're having in business and Hollywood and, and uh, uh, you know, really all the these great money-making endeavors. Uh, they go on to uh, uh, fund the civil rights movement because they... They recognize, especially after the end of the Second World War, that um, any effort to end prejudice in the world, especially after the Holocaust, would, will benefit uh, the Jewish people. So they take up the cause of American black people and this great civil rights campaign to bring you know, justice and freedom and, and, uh, to, to black America. And... Um, that evolves too, you know. One of the ways it evolves is that it's not particularly successful as it goes along, uh, in the sense that they're not really able to uplift as much of the black underclass as they hoped that they would, and that becomes a great kind of uh, painful uh, and shameful disappointment to um, uh, the American uh, Jewish community. And then they, they try to introduce all kinds of uh, workarounds for that, like multiculturalism, which is a way of saying, well, you know, if the minority communities can't behave uh, decently, we'll just have different standards of behavior in America and different cultures and behavior. And they did that for about 20 years or 25 years. And, um, you know, that brings us to the, you know, finally... The whole thing just gets so crazy that you end up with, you know, Black Lives Matter and and trans uh, sexualism and, and, you know, all of this extreme pathological uh, uh, victimization cult. And um, and oddly enough, you know, you have this generation now of I guess they're Gen X uh, uh, Jewish lawyers like Mark Elias, you know, who are putting so much energy into fucking up the electoral system. And it's really such an evil thing to do. And, you know, it grows out of that whole evolution of, you know, trying to be, you know, trying to be do-gooders and heal the world. And, um, and but it's ended up being so perverse. Anyway, that's my interpretation. I don't want to hog the time here, but I'm curious oh, about brilliant. what other guys think about that. I, oh, I, I think you're I think you're onto something in that in the hubris of this of trying to um, not replicate the horror of World War Two. Um, I, I read something recently or I read a description recently of the most generous way of describing Klaus Schwab as a, he's not a he's not a Nazi. He's the exact opposite of a Nazi. 
what he actually he's but he's going to use basically those tactics in order to get to to get what he wants which is to say he so fervently believes that nationalism or tribalism was the cause of world war ii that he wants to do everything imaginable to, to stamp it out and so now we have to have a culturalist mass you know massless society uh that's a, a, a pure you know uh, you know and kept in line and everybody's tribal instincts kept in line through you know technocratic control um I think it's a I think it's a mixture of those things, Jim. And then what I've I've talked about in the past is that when you have people who are successful, they have this terrible. Um, and if you hear something clomping in the background, that's Graza. She needs to get milked. Um, all I want to say is that when you think of when you think about these the 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 um, you have people who have been successful, they get seduced into believing that because they've been successful, their ideas were the right ideas and therefore they want those those ideas need to then be spread and propagated and i think that that's part of this the, the problem here and that tends towards the god complex and we yeah. have and once you have people who are in that mode and they've placed themselves there and they don't bow to any higher power then they're they accept no limit on their behavior yeah, there's and, another thing going on too, Tom, uh, which is the fact that so many women have been inserted into the political scene um, that uh, politics now is driven strictly by emotional, you know, promptings. I heard you say that in another podcast. I, I could see you tiptoeing out on the thin ice, going, "Okay, be careful. Right. Here I come." Yeah, no, you well, can say whatever you want here. I don't care. <clears throat> Well, there it is, you know. It I, is, is going to be posted. For it the is record. what it is. Yeah. I, let me insert an alternative kind of view that, that's not really a different view, but rather a, a whole other way of looking at it. Some of you might know this book, but I read this very short, but to me, a profound book called The True Believer by Eric Hoffer. Oh, sure. And I hadn't read it. And <clears throat> what, for the, for, the, for the listener's sake, even if the three of you have read it, um, Eric Hoffer in 1953 talks about the origin of, of mass movements. And, and if you look around, everything's a mass movement now, absolutely everything, whether it's MAGA, whether it's Antifa, whether it's, you know, you name it, everything's a mass movement, politics, critical race theory. Um, um, and Hoffer talks about how they start. They start with intellectuals. There's your Jew argument right there, right? Uh, oftentimes they're intellectuals inside an academic setting. For example, there's where critical race theory comes from and modern monetary theory and crap like that. Um, it gets grabbed by the most interesting group in the mass movement. That's what he calls the fanatics, which are the ones who, who really are the oxygen that give the mass movement. And these are people who don't have shit to show for their lives. They, he, he's very unflattering about it. He says, <laughs> he, he says, these are people who have no reason not to endorse change because what they've got sucks. And so they think anything would be better. And, and by attaching to that wagon, they feel more important because they're part of a big thing. And by attaching to a big thing, like, like, you know, I hate Donald Trump. They also are able to, take their sense of being a miserable wretch who's lost control of their lives and blame someone else for it. So it dis it distances themselves from them being the problem. And and the really interesting part of it that I that caught me off guard, besides the fact that it explained everything we see today, is that he says there's almost invariably a sacrifice involved. 
And so if you're an ancient cleric or something, you give up all earthly belongings, you live on a platform 40 feet off the ground for 40 <laughs> years, you know, that sort of thing. You, you flog yourself, you, 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 you don't talk to anyone in the monastery. Um, more recently, however, you, you decide that you shouldn't be driving a gas-powered vehicle. You decide that you should give up you know, beef and eat, eat worms and things like that. And that's really struck me because the sense of sacrifice, maybe that also allows them to say, and therefore the fact that I don't have shit to show is because I'm sacrificing. It's because I'm, I'm righteous. And then he says, he finishes when I don't, I don't know if it's clear of you of the rightness of this, but he says men of, of uh, action, he calls them, uh, either show up or doubt. If they don't show up, he says, often the movement ends in tragedy. And if they do show up, sometimes the movement becomes something important. And, and, and to the, he also mentions that there's serial, serial mass movers. He even points out, he said, you know, you don't know what mass movement is going to be. What you have is this fertile uh, field of people who are, who are waiting for a mass movement. They, they just want something. Where does that take us today? Well, we are in a massively imbalanced wealth inequality problem. It's going to get worse. This will be a, a standing army of fanatics like we've never seen before. Hmm. I have this theory that FDR kind of intuitively spotted that and said, while they were battling Trotskyites versus capitalists, the capitalists had boned it pretty badly, according to the fact they were in the middle of a depression. Um, FDR was not just some progressive lefty. He was an insider. He knew what he was doing. And I think he said, we have got to compromise hard. We've got to go big. We've got to take it to the hoop because these bastards are going to come at us if we don't. They're and they're going to take it away and they're going to become a bunch of lefties and then we're going to lose the game. And so he came in with his social programs that the right hate, but in fact might have saved capitalism. It was a, a pressure release valve. That's right. He realized that 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 the mass uh, movement was about to get ugly. Oh, uh, through the, it's an interesting the view of FDR that the, the right tends to hammer him from just being the bad guy. I like FDR. I like him because when he was presented with the idea of the uranium bomb, he didn't hesitate. He just said, "Do it." <laughs> that was badass. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but no, I think that's, that's okay. I think that's brilliant. No, I think that's. <clears throat> Yeah, if you see this thing swelling up, you can't gotta do something. Yeah, if you see it bubbling up, you can't just ignore it. You got to push it and then maybe put a pin in it and just guide it. Yeah. So how much man is how how much okay. was Black Lives Matter and Antifa um how release much seriously represent that particular faction of of crazies? I wonder if it was a release valve. Well, it also looks like it came from overseas too. So well, yeah. the other complicating factor is you've got people who would love, yeah, the Davos crowd or whatever. I never know what to call them, but the guys who, who think that the United States stands between them and their goal Utopia. because yes. we, we, so we can project the, 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 the short term now is now it's the British crown. That's right. That's right. And so we got to get rid of the U.S. We got to get rid of the sovereign border idea. We got to get rid absolutely. of all this stuff. And as a consequence, anything that tears us to shreds is considered good news by that group. Fair, fair game. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, that is that is the overriding um, thing that I see everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, the more I the more <laughs> I, I really look at 
the I, I've been doing this a lot recently, and and I and I, I ignored this for a lot for a long, long time. So maybe I'm over overcorrecting for my in, unwillingness to to indict the British Crown for their 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 many many uh, crimes against America for the last 250 years. But I mean, I can make the argument now that I've been in many ways wrong about the recent unpleasantness. I mean, the Civil War. Because that was the British crown trying to break the United States apart in the lead up to the, you know, by backing the South. And why, and part of the reason why the crown is absolutely so angry with the Russians is because Peter the Great backed the Union, backed Lincoln in the Union. And the goal, of course, was to break the United States up in order to be able to eventually retake the colonies because they were still angry at having lost them in the first place. And I've been saying a lot in almost every interview that I do that. You know, the British crown has been trying to take the colonies back since the day after Cornwallis surrendered at Yorktown. And I think that that's a very, it's a, it's, it's a pithy way of saying the history of America and Murray Rothbard talked about this and wrote multiple books about this problem, which is that the history of banking in America is really the history of America. And so we can trace a lot of American foreign policy and American domestic policy by the vagaries of the, the financial system which was always tied back to the European colonial powers in some, some sincere way, obviously through you know, trade and so many other things. And because of that, and then you know, investment, debt, all that. Let's go back to, let, let's take an, a, 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 uh, an example um, that continually pops into my head now when thinking about the, the Civil War. The Panic of 1857 was the first transcontinental or intercontinental financial crisis, right? The railroad banks of in Ohio and New York all got into trouble, you know, having overinvested in just the railroad boom. And James Buchanan refused to bail the banks out. The banks came to him and, you know, they wanted they wanted help and everything else. And and Buchanan said, uh, no, I don't have the power to do that. And he you know, shored up the state banks with enough silver in order to keep the liquidity flowing locally so that the local economies were fine. And he forced all the banks to shut down. And they all shut down for over a month and the European banks did the same thing. And they tried to figure it out amongst themselves. A whole lot of people lost a whole lot of money. And the political fallout for that was that um, Buchanan wasn't even nominated by his own party in 1860. And we wound up, as Tom DiLorenzo put, uh, put it in the, Great, in, the, in the Real Lincoln, a railroad banker from Illinois versus a, a railroad lawyer from Illinois versus a railroad lawyer from Illinois, Douglas versus Lincoln. So no matter who lost, the bankers won. Now, which bankers? Mm. Obviously, City of London. Okay? And that was the beginning of the downfall of the... It was, one, it was Lincoln saved the destroyed the Union in order to save it from a constructionist and from a Federalist perspective, certainly. But at the same time, it was the, one of those classic Hobson's choices that these colonialist, you know, the globalists always put us to. And they did it then, and they're doing it to us now. Well, how would and, you update that to to fit into the template of our today, Ukrainian adventure of the moment? It, it it absolutely tracks that, and it's not really that. It's actually about the election fraud. Okay, it's about rubbing our noses in and setting us up for, um, setting the United States up for as the bad guy globally, picking trying to foment World War Three, and guess who's standing back on, well, we're not really a part of the conflict, even though we're giving weapons to it, even though we're putting on the same sanctions that the Americans are. But it's the Americans who are leading all the foreign policy, even though it's Boris Johnson that blew up the peace deal between Ukraine 
and Russia back in April, even though it's the Brits who blew up Nord Stream 2, even though it's the Brits who gave the Ukrainians the help to blow up the Kerch Strait Bridge, blah, 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 blah. But all those things the Europeans are doing are just helping them commit suicide as uh, industrial economies. Because you can't have a communist takeover without a toilet paper crisis and and, 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 and a functioning middle class. So you have to destroy the German middle class as well. Hmm. So uh, every major decision by a politician doesn't just look bad. It looks like it's about as bad as you could imagine. Right. And so it, it really I just, looks I just pre- think that, that, that premeditated that's bad. That's vandalism. Right. No, that's right. And so when you're looking at a potential famine and you tell your farmers not to grow food, it, yeah. it's just or beyond you're looking at a structural shortage in diesel fuel and you want to put a price cap on Russian oil. That's right. Oh, and that's exactly right. And it made no sense. And uh, every decision looks like it's a decidedly wrong decision, not just exactly. misguided. It's policy, folks. It's not, <coughs> it's, not yeah. it's not incompetence. I'm like sorry. I, everybody's saying that it's incompetence. And this is part of the problem that I have with a lot of the commentators in the what I would like to call the dissidents in the left. I'm talking specifically now about people like my friend Garland Nixon or Pepe Escobar or Caitlin Johnson. I'm, Caitlin Johnson, I consider a friend. I consider her a solace twat. But all of them. Um, and I, and <laughs> I didn't I say you get to I the saw, point. I said that, that to her yeah. face. So I, I can give a shit. Um, I think that all of them are so anti-American because they can't see, because they believe fun- fundamentally in a kind of European communism or corporatism is better, and technocracy is better than American exceptional corporatocracy. And it's okay when they get, but absolutely it's not acceptable for the Americans because they just don't understand that the money, the monetary system, is just as important, and the mechanism of the monetary system is just as important as the as the American military. The American military was built on all this money, okay, yeah. and it's used as shock troops by globalist powers to go around and you know bomb brown people and subjugate them around the world. Yeah. Yet the monetary you know, system appears to be out of the control of the people who are supposed to control the monetary system. So, uh, so how is that working? Oh, uh, you'll you'll note that I keep telling you that I think that. The commercial banking interests in the United States are finally saying, you know what, we're not going down this road. They have the incentive to say no to the Great Reset, to Klaus Schwab, to Europe, to the European Union and all the rest of it. Because, again, we start getting into central bank digital currencies and all this stuff. And it just all tracks for me that at this moment in time, when we're under this kind of crisis, we're under this kind of stress, that when there's no more blood to get from us, because they can't run the system anymore and extract any more wealth from us. Well, what is it? Well, what do the sharks have to do at this point? When there's no there's no more chum in the water, the sharks all have to turn on each other. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I think we are. And that's why I, I can I can I can make the argument that the New York Money Center banks, the New York boys, and the Federal Reserve are running an operation to bankrupt Europe. Yeah, I, yeah. it makes perfect it makes perfect sense to me. If I if I were Jamie Dimon, this is what I would be telling Jerome Powell to do. And, you know, because I'm not going to make any money on, with ESG and climate change. No. You can't seduce me enough with carbon credits. Yeah. Blowing no up money the pipeline was the most extraordinary move I've ever seen, I think. Which one? I, blowing up the pipeline. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, there's this extraordinary. I'm going, you just blew up the pipeline? I, I, I would be pissed off if I were Germany. 
Yeah, and I don't understand where a guy like Olaf I think the Germans Scholl were involved. Stands on on uh, and uh, and I don't understand how the the German public has actually said almost they haven't said boo about the thing in the last well except months. for the media well, doesn't let boo come out yeah the media well, well, well germany's so they're so fucking cucked and still so guilty yes in world war Two. they're afraid it's like what mike tyson said on rogan a couple of years ago he's like he doesn't even talk about working out because he's afraid of activating that part of his brain again and becoming a beast and then i think he got back into fighting you can see he the did. difference he did. two years he later did. he's not laughing on the podcast anymore you see it's the shark's eyes turning black <laughs> germany doesn't know which is it's almost kind bruce of the shark bruce yeah, yeah, the bruce. shark oh that's bruce smells. the shark fish on fred fish on fred <laughs> just a boy that's what i i literally that's what i always think of i think of bruce smelling the blood and like oh that's nice but like that's what it is and you know talking about the pressure release valve maybe that's what we're not seeing in germany is they're going from we're not going to do anything to one day they're just all going to start fucking, you know, throwing down their art school applications, and it's going to well, be horrifying. Well, what's funny is I, the last time I spoke with Alexander Mercurius over at the Duran, we talked about Germany. And, he said, and, and Alex <laughs> knows Germany far better than I think all of us combined because he's been to Germany. He's, he's, got, he's got family in Germany, yada, yada, yada. And he said, Tom, if you think British media and American media is russophobic, you've never read German media. German media makes ours look literally like rt hmm. and really? so the german people are regular and and still it, and no matter how russophobic the the german media is the most germans aren't that russophobic they would like they would just like, rather not get involved in another war they're also very conservative with their money and they would and they're going to be and as you pointed out tommy i think you're right in that there's a certain amount of societal guilt and, and a racial guilt within the 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 the, the, the society that they do not want to go down that route. and uh, But look, note what the German government is doing. They're going to spend $300 billion over the next 10 years rearming. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that's going to be an expeditionary force? Or do you think that's <laughs> going to be an extra expeditionary force to basically be a European police force? I think they're going to discover that they actually don't have the money. They don't have the scratch oh, I know they to don't do that. The yeah, yeah, by April. If that by goes April. to 6%, Jim, they don't have the money. Yeah, yeah but didn't stop them last time. Well, here's a question. They had, they had um, wheelbarrows of worthless Reichsmarks, and then 10 years later, they had the first jet plane. No, they I won't mean, even have those because they don't have the pulp. That they, is they true. They the trees to make the money. That you is can't true. burn CBDCs. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. We well, really... if, the, if the American bankers uh, have really uh, formed an opposition to this European WEF uh, Marxist crazy environmental nut job movement um why are they not supporting the only other american faction uh which uh is on their side which is basically maga Republican? well they kind of right. are jim right they kind of are because because wall street's moving to miami i think their schism is also in the not that i have any expertise on i this. think they're already ahead of us i think I they think... already know that this is that this is over are they going to use their money to defend those people who are really? They're probably doing really being dark, uh, probably doing it through dark money. And, well, there's there's a lot going on here, but I think that this process, it, it this is a process here, and I think what they're doing right now is is I I, I I I did this thing with Francis Hunt this morning, and one of the things I tried to explain, and Francis agreed with me when I put it this way, is like, look, the reason they're so pissed off with Putin 
over Ukraine is not because Putin invaded. It's because they had plans to invade you, um, the Donbass in the middle of March, and Putin went first. He Who, invaded, who's they? Wait, we? Um, the NATO, Davos, okay, the neocons, those guys, the Brits. Like, they had their plan what? in place. And my, my dog, by the way, agrees with me. Yes, yeah. Camino, go get him. Um, yeah. That Putin went first, and he upset all their plans, and he changed their time schedule. In the same way, I think the Federal Reserve is doing the same thing. What they tried to do with Powell, I think Powell wanted to start raising. So wait a minute, what were we going to do? What were? What yeah, was yeah, NATO on, they, We were massing a massive, a big old friggin' force in uh, on the on the front line. They were going to win. They were going to push. That. They were going to push. They were going to push the separatists. They were going to push right to the Russian border. So, so they were amassing Azov Battalion troops. I know that. Mm-hmm. Those guys were basically going to ride the Ruskies out of the eastern provinces. That's the, I, I I have heard that from multiple sources that that's what was that was the that was the plan and it was going to happen in the middle of March. That wasn't going to be and an overt U.S. operation. That was going to be we it was gonna still going to be a covert. The, the U.S. has been giving them okay. It's been I, running I thought, the war in Ukraine. I thought you were saying we were going to invade. No, not not us, but gotcha. you, through they using don't. the Ukrainian I mean, army. I mean, which is, I mean, it which is, is us. the which is the biggest army in all of which is the one of the second largest. We created the second largest army and standing army in the world. Ukraine, in Ukraine, like Ukraine was how, a, how an army is, how big, trained of like four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand men. It wasn't small. Boy, that's not we the number. Billions in there, and over the eight years of the Minsk agreements, which what? were purely designed as a time buying uh, operation, Angela Merkel finally admitted it last uh, last fall. So, do you think purely that... a time buying operation to get Ukraine armed and trained to invade the Donbass? So take we're, back Crimea. So we're pissed at Russia because we've been. We've been prepping our toys since 2014. We've been prepping our little playhouse. I'm writing a whopping chunk for me. I I started this process not knowing where Ukraine was on the map. So I'm starting from a dead cold start. Right. But I'm steel manning Putin's case since no one else is. Oh, I am. I've been. I I know. I know. I've been been paying attention. But, But for the most part, this message is not getting out. Right. And, and I'm trying to put it together. And so I look at Putin and he looks like an incredibly rational player to me. Yes. I, 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 that's not to say he's not tough. As I've said many times to people, Trudeau could not run Russia. And, and, and not that he hasn't whacked people. And not, but I, I find him to be unbelievably direct when confronted. Yep. And I find him to be unbelievably use non-mitigated language. Yes. And he and and I I look at it and I I, I was on a Zoom call with a, a clergyman, believe it or not, and somehow this came up and he said, Well, by definition, Putin's Putin's the raw in the wrong. And I said, Well, I'm gonna challenge you on that. And I said, I'm let's say I'm sitting there, you know, sort of nose to nose with some guy, and it's pretty clear this is not gonna go well. Once I realize this is not gonna go well. My very next move is to figure out how to make sure that I get in the first punch and the guy ends up in a coma on the floor. Yep. And so, so once Putin right couldn't, now. once Putin realized he could not in any way negotiate with NATO or anyone that NATO had their hooks into, he had to, he, he had, had to move. move. He uh, had to move. He had to move. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He had to, I've been arguing this. I, I, and this is the same point I've been making. Like, 
you know, and they say that he invaded a sovereign country. I would say, I'm sorry, but oh, we've never done country. that. That's our so fucking Ukraine hasn't been a sovereign country that's, since that's the fall of the Soviet yes. Union. Like anybody who says that is just, <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, and I, and I mean, and I don't care. I don't care about international law at this point because nobody, uh, like I, all those arguments just fall, ring false with me. I've argued this with my partner, Dexter White, about this, and he's like, makes these arguments over and over again. And he and I are absolutely come to loggerheads over this. And I keep, I, I keep on like, sorry, I just don't buy it. I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. I'm sorry. You know, if you're in his position, you're not buying it either. Okay. If, now, I, hold on a second. It, hold on a second. If the, uh, if, if these occult financial powers uh, in the USA, you know, Jamie Dimon and, and that whole gang, blank fine. if they are, if they are uh, at war with Davos and the WEF and, and these European punks, then why aren't they going after the left in America? Why are why well, they, why they, is they it, only, why are they, they letting America? They, uh, the, they can only take on where they're in the domain where they're strong. Do I mean, we know? Do we know who all? The, sorry to interrupt you, Tom. Do we know who all the financiers who helped Elon Musk are? Because yeah. he had a lot of financiers that helped him. That could who maybe that was their first well, like, I, overt I, punch. I, 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 let me let me try and let, right. let, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember. You you fight in the, the domains where you're where you're strong, right? Um, their strength is in they have control ultimately what they've been setting up I think for years now the opportunity to 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 decouple American capital markets from European capital markets and I've made this argument for over well close to a year now about the implementation of SOFR is the means by which the United States banking system can stay decoupled from the European banking system because we're not indexed, our debt's not indexed to LIBOR anymore. So they can't use LIBOR as a whip in order to force the Fed to pivot by creating out, by creating the same amount of stress they're under and recreating that stress over here. Okay. So, so your so, model, by the way, your model, by the way, is really important because in the debate, debate going on of when Powell's going to pivot, I think your model says Powell's going to ream him. Yes. So I think Powell's Powell not, goes to six. Dave, gonna, I, I've been gonna, saying all year Powell's going to go to six percent. Well, I have too, but I hadn't thought in terms of a geopolitical hammer job. I thought, oh, yeah, you and not, I haven't. Sp- I, 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 I thought had, he had not, he had not he would not pivot because he realized it was game day and he had to deal with inflation. You're saying he's not going to pivot because he wants to bring Europe to its knees. Absolutely. Okay, right. that's an and interesting I've been saying model. explicitly, and Daniel DiMartino Booth said this in the Hedge Eye interview she did. Uh, on the 13th of October, she said, Putin, she said explicitly the same thing that I've been saying. The Fed is not raising interest rates to combat inflation. Right. Powell she wants to break. To, she wants to break the Putin put the, for starters. She wants to you, you kill the Fed put and you do a controlled I mean, demolition the of put. the leveraged loan market. And the leveraged right. loan market is the offshore leveraged loan market, which is otherwise known as the leveraged offshore dollar market. Who controls that market? King Charles, Frankfurt, Milan, Amsterdam. Come on, let's do the, do the math. All the old colonial powers, their money is all tied up. in. They made a fortune levering up zero-cost offshore dollars. The European banking system is uniquely 
vulnerable to a rate shock, which is why Lagarde had to do the, the TPI, the toilet paper initiative. I mean, the transfer, trans, um, uh, transmission protection instrument. It's true, turn the euro into toilet paper. But what is, why, why she, has to, she has to maintain credit spreads internally within the EU. And her only option then is to, is to crush the euro. If you're going to maintain credit spreads, then you have to crush the euro in the process. And that's why the euro hit 95 cents earlier in the year. Yeah, we got a we got a bounce back to a buck three. I don't know about anybody else, but if you're if you're not shorting the euro at a dollar three, like you're not you're not playing the game because it's clearly overvalued. Because Powell's going to raise another 75 basis points in December. So hey, just a second. So what, what's the consequence of that move? Because Europe is already uh, uh, going medieval. Okay. So they're, they're not, not in a very strong position in any way. No, they're and, not. And, but but the U.S. economy is uh, cracking up too. So where yeah, does it that is. leave we're, both we're, both the U.S. and it's going to be it's going to be a we're both coming down, but they're going to come down more. And everybody's focused on Europe not having enough gas to get through this winter. That's not the problem. They have enough gas to get through the winter. It'll be tough. They'll get through it. How are they going to get through next winter? Yeah, I've heard that from several people. I, I, the delay surprises me. Um, well, the by other the way, thing is the medieval, Russia... peri- the medieval period was more than one year. <laughs> I, I hear it's no, like no, what I mean four is, or 500. What I mean is, Jim, is that why these midterm elections bothered me so much is that we had the opportunity to send a message and to get control of the Congress to, to slow this road to hell. And actually, to start the the turn, right? Um, unfortunately, as we as we did, uh, talked about at the beginning of the show, the you know the mechanisms in place are such that we have they have a mechanistic control over the election system, hmm. and so now the Fed is in real trouble. Now they're going to come under. You think the Fed's been under pressure? Now you just wait for three weeks from now, or a month from now, or two months from now, because. As the economy turns down, the pressure on the Fed to stop raising rates is going to be immense. But what they have to do is they have to come at it from the fiscal side. They have to force the Fed to pivot. How do you force the Fed to pivot? You force the Fed to pivot by forcing them to monetize $6 trillion worth of unnecessary spending. That's what Build Back Better was about. Why that failure? So you want to know why? You ask the question as to why I, I firmly think that last year, Diamond and company were all behind Mansion and Cinema, saying no to Build Back Better, no to the infrastructure bill, no to any of that. That was all basically UBI. Right? When you look at the bill, the, the, the smaller versions of those bills that were passed, they're all kind of classical stimulus. Well, if the states ask for that money, there'll be a slush fund that we can then print the money to do it. But if they don't ask for the money, then it's not going to be, you know, then the spending won't happen. So it's tax breaks, it's tax incentives, it's indirect stimulus. It's not direct injection of money into the supply, which the Treasury will have to issue debt for, which the Fed will have to monetize because there's no appetite for it overseas, right? That means the Fed, so the Fed, that's how you force the Fed into a pivot. We're not, and, and so between SOFR and the lack of fiscal spending coming from Congress, so if they steal the House, guys, and they steal the Senate, expect they're going to push everything through. And the only thing that stops that, I, I, I hate to say this, is 
an armed insurrection on the Capitol. I'm just taking them all out and putting them in jail. I'm waiting for January 6th for that. <laughs> I mean, the I'm strategically, I'm looking at the board. And as I look at the board that way, and you guys all know that that's what I, you know, that's my, that's the way I look at all this stuff. To me, this is all just a big game of like friggin' Imperial or diplomacy or whatever. I just, I, that's the way I look at it. I'm like, okay, well, these are the strategic moves you have to make. I got to well, say that the if players at the table. For I got to say that for, the, that for the legal record, I, my podcast can't endorse that just for the legal record. What's that? The armed insurrection. Oh, oh, the no, armed I, just, insurrection. I, just, I don't, I don't recommend it. I know, I know you don't. I know you don't, but I, I mean, I'm not, I, I never, I know, never, oh. you know, I, but I, you know, either, either that or we just have to accept the fact that it's going to have to, that we're on the path to, hell. um, to a political dissolution of the United States, yeah. which also falls into, fall, you know, which um, will inevitably lead plays to into their hands because what happens to the $31 trillion worth of sovereign debt? See, the whole point here is to try and keep this contained in Europe so that the capital that's in that's left in Europe doesn't leave Europe. They don't, what they don't want to see is a mass exodus of what capital is left in Europe out. Hmm. They're desperately trying to hold. Who's they? That Tell money. me they. Who's they? You keep saying they, Davos. but I'm not sure which. Davos, Davos okay. the, 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 the sure old European that. colonial powers. Right. So the British crown, you know. Got it. The European I needed Union. to know, need to make sure I wasn't on the wrong team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything we're seeing from the Ameri- from from a headline point of view is how can we make the United States look more and more and more dysfunctional? Because capital freezes when it comes to uncertainty. Hmm. The political um, uncertainty surrounding the Trump presidency. What happened? The dollar was really weak during the Trump presidency. Why? It had nothing to do with COVID, had nothing to do with anything else. It had everything to do with just constantly hounding that, that Trump was not in control of his own government. And that kept the dollar weak. And Europe kept saying, we're inevitable, we're doing this, we're making these moves. The ECB was very, was, was, was very tight with their monetary policy, relatively speaking, blah, 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 blah. No it seems stimulus. to me that What's if that? your scenario plays out and the uh, party of chaos, as I like to call them, succeeds right. in stealing the election, uh, I, I, I see a, quite a violent reaction to that itself. You know, I don't think you'll have to wait until, uh, you know, uh, the new Democratic, uh, theoretically, uh, you know, Democratic Congress is sworn in and they start to jam every possible uh, piece of legislation through. I I think that uh, the winter will be a a winter. I think think I'm down on the on the side of I don't want the Santa to run in 2024. I I don't want him going to Washington to lead him alive. Right. I think I think the vote count delay could be the equivalent of 14 days to flatten the curve. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the problem is that um, the problem is that um, by the time they take the House and the Senate, people will be worried about the next whatever. Right. And I, I, in fact, that's my theory as to why they leaked they leaked the Supreme court story out. Sure. Was, was, was it gave people a chance to burn off steam while it was still a theoretical construct. The, um, the thing I'm worried about is an escalation of the war in Ukraine. That war spending is going to be the way that they knew to the fed. I don't think the American people uh, wanted, uh, uh, I don't want to do that either. at all. 
But I'm not sure I, we have a say, though. I don't. I don't. I know we don't have a say. That's the problem. I'm not so sure about that. I, 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 I'd like to be wrong, but my my inner cynic at this point says they're going to try regardless. I think it would be well, a really reckless that, move at this point. The other thing that troubles I, me. I know that whether it, it, this is like a Chinese finger trap for them. The yeah. more they try to wriggle out of the trap, the trap that they've set for themselves, the worse it gets. But they're psychopaths, and psychopaths double down until they are beaten down. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. No, I'll, that's be right what we're I'll be right back. Keep talking. It, it also, it seems like garishness is part of the story to me. It seems like it's not just to win. Like, for example, when they beat down the truckers, they didn't need to just get the truckers to go away. They had to completely bitch slap them. Yes. And, 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 and they had to show that you cannot win this battle. You cannot, Joe Sixpack cannot win going, especially because there's truckers in every country. So you could have a global spring real fast. They almost if the did. Trucker, if the truckers had won that. The American truckers, by the way, having been beaten down by January 6th, were not going to rally. I, they, they, they smelled a trap and they said, we're not going there. But, um, Everything looks to me like it's intended to be so garish that it's it, they're flaunting it. And, and I don't think it's just arrogance. I think it's a strategic decision to say, look, you are helpless, right? They're waterboarding us. Mm. Yes, Dave, absolutely. They're rubbing our noses in. So I'm reading a book called Chaos, and it's about the Charles Manson murders. And it's not an easy read because it's too long for the ultimately the punchline, but it's a very good book. But I'm doing an audiobook. Manson, Manson, it really does appear. I'm almost done. It appears that the Manson family were absolutely CIA driven the whole way. And it gets to the what? question. Oh, yeah, the Manson family. Oh, the story is an amazing story. So, so if you dig deep under the surface, it turns out everything about the Manson story falls apart. They did the killing, but these guys were tied to a, a, a PSYOP uh, clinic in, in Haight-Ashbury where, where the, a whole bunch of CIA guys were running studies on what psychedelics do to people and can you change people's thought processes. And, and, and the guy does an excellent job of making it sound like it's legit. I mean, he really doesn't go over the top. He doesn't throw shit around. He talks about the frustration trying to get information, which makes the book too long. But um, but it really does look like a game of of trying to manipulate people's thinking on a wholesale level. And in fact, the guys running the Haight-Ashbury Clinic where Manson was going routinely, uh, the guy was actually part of the MK Ultra program at Harvard. And so, and so the, the whole thing connects. And then you realize that was actually one of the first mass killings, right? That was an early one. And then after that, you get other things and you get, uh, I am, I was asked on a panel discussion. I said, I'll tell you what we want you to do. They gave me 10 minutes warning. I want you to present a, uh, a, uh, a conspiracy without defending it. I'll let the audience ask questions. So there were three of us. And I, the conspiracy I threw out is that, that the, the mass shootings, uh, many if not most, are sovereign state driven. And, yeah. and I, I actually think they are young kids who are being brainwashed into doing this. This book has left me more convinced than ever because it's right on the money. 
I mean, it's right on the money. And, uh, and so I, th th that's why I wonder about their garishness if they're not applying this brainwashing thinking on just colossal scales like the vaccine. They don't seem to care that, that they've been caught dead to rights that the vaccine shit and they're still pushing it on kids. And I go, how is that possible? Yeah. How is it possible they don't back away? And Brett Weinstein said the most amazing thin, thing to him was is that when it became clear, they just doubled down. Yeah. And he said that was the thing that bothered him the most. And that might not be because of greed or, or just, just sociopathy. It, might, it, it may be a tactically important part of the game. To never question. They just no, keep no question. No, no question. Um, I think. What did you guys think? <clears throat> I had on Dr. McCullough two days ago. <laughs> he was talking about what? I, I, he's, he's gone dark. He went from being a doctor to a conspiracy theorist in a, in a wholesale way. I love Dr. McCullough. He's my I friend. know, but, but, but the, all the anti-vaxxers, the serious anti-vaxxers have all gone total deep state dark. Uh, explain to I, I missed what, what, what you're describing. I, he, I haven't checked in. There's, with Dr. Been some, there's been something uh, it's coming out. It's called the DARPA Adept Program. Oh, yeah. I saw a headline. I didn't read it. And it's, and it's uh, ADEPT. It came out, ADEPT came out in 2012. And it seems that like the entire vaccine rollout was, and I haven't looked enough into it. The entire vaccine rollout was a DOD program that started in 2012, and it's been rolled out under the facade of Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Johnson and Johnson. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the implications of that are, but it's seeming like this whole thing is a DOD program. I don't well, know. there's 36 bio labs in Ukraine. I mean, all roads it's hard to not to be too. a conspiracy and dr mccall's that's defense, right how do you not be a conspiracy well, you, all this, you're like, all right. you look at the clinton foundation you say who's the biggest donor and it turns out it's ukraine ukraine yeah, I mean, is the clinton foundation's biggest donor you can't Nina not Jankowicz. be a conspiracy in 1973 when they released publicly there's a pruder film for the first time and you see his head go back into the left he can't not go huh that's yeah, funny. but that one you can shake off for a long time ago. But like, for example, in this book, Chaos, about the Mansons, what he has discovered is he he found troves of, of MK Ultra files. Yeah. They thought they had, they thought they had destroyed them all. They tried, and I thought, you know, I guess this this conspiracy theory is probably true. Apparently, in the seventies, this thing got headline press nonstop. Yeah, that's why. And so this destroyed. thing really was true. Well, but they didn't. They left sixteen thousand papers in a warehouse by mistake. Yeah, they, and he he his what he's discovered is what he's finding in these sixteen thousand is what the feds gave to the church commission. Yeah, was bullshit. Yeah, They're, it doesn't match up with the the church commission who investigated this crap. They fed him crap. Yeah, dude. And so so that I, this this never stopped. If the CIA or the FBI, for that matter, became good guys, tell me what year that happened. Uh, the Poisoner in Chief by uh, I think Stephen Kinzer. I think that's his name. I like Kinzer. I've read a number of his books. Dude, read Poisoner in Chief about Sidney Gottlieb. During Vietnam, we were taking Viet Cong and putting electrodes in their brain and trying to like control them like remote control cars. That was in the late sixties, <laughs> dude. It it gets to a point where if you're not a conspiracy theorist, 
that is crazier. If you accept the world as it is at face value, it is harder to it is it is more wild to believe that. And I'm not saying you have to believe everything because then you fall down a rabbit hole thinking the earth is hollow and there's dinosaurs inside of it. Like, you know, you can't go full. But I mean, there is more reason to be a conspiracy theorist than there is not. Well, the bottom line of that seems to be that uh, the U.S. government is at war with the American people and has been for a long time. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I, I actually believe that, but it the, seems that way. At war with their people. Yeah. Say that again, Tom. I think that's I think, right. I, I think, think that's all right. the major governments have been at war with their people. I don't think it's just the Americans. Yeah, this is the point I, I want to remind more, everybody. Yeah, everybody. People are we're all victims it. here. Yeah. There's a reason I have why. to go, and I apologize, but um, I've got an obligation. So. Seems pretty guilty as soon as we bring up MK Ultra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Who do you He's know? Who's your as hell. I, I'm Jim, sorry Jim to did do Yeoman's it. work tonight. He went. He went out on the uh, on the edge about about, about you know about chicks Britain. and Jews. Chicks and Jews. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you go? How do you get edgier? But than I'm that? a Jew. I, I can do that. that is, yeah, I, I know. know. I'm, I'm not a chick, I'm only yeah. Italian. Are you sure? I'm only, I'm only Are you sure? Yeah. You're gonna, people are going to start accusing you of being like my uncle Tom. Like Tommy never says anything, but he brings on he brings on Jim, and then he goes out on all the Jewish conspiracy. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a conspiracy theory. It was I'm kidding. No, I'm, no, I'm kidding. No, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a, a brilliant I, I, breakdown. Absolutely. Right. And Jim, it was good to see you as always. And one of these days, I'll well, we got to get uh, get hooked up again and do another podcast together. You bet. So go yeah. go choke the chickens. You yeah. too. Yeah, I'm not going to choke that chicken. But uh, <laughs> nice to see all of you again. So, yeah, buddy, you too. And uh, be well, Jim. Take care. Thank Take you. Take care, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, in, in Doctor McCall's defense, well, one, I just like him. He's my friend. But I mean, it's hard not to be. I just read. Um, I got it's come. It's not coming out for a couple of days, but I got to read earlier this month Doctor Malone's new book. Uh, he sent it to me. Um, lies my government told me. Yeah, no, it's you're not incorrect in that all these doctors have seemingly gone down the rabbit hole. But how? What, what else? Just like the the kids of the greatest generation, you know, take acid and go frolic in Woodstock. It's like yeah, it, just like I was on a ton of drugs after my brother died. It's like yeah, it's what else do you do? Your brain fractures. Yeah, it, you can't. When you're at the the apex of your field, Dr. McCall, the most published cardiorenal physician in the world, Dr. Malone, who holds nine patents for the mRNA vaccine, when you see this shit get so demonically twisted and co-opted, the next rational step is you then have to re-examine the whole world. Well, the shock to these guys, I'm in a doc Zoom group that has had all had McCall and, 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 and Malone and all these guys in it, Brian Cole, they come and go. We've got an NSA guy. Um, the shock to these guys, including my doc Zoom group in its entirety, is that the, for many, it's their first rabbit hole. So they're cruising along. They're a yeah. doctor. They think they're doing normal stuff. And something drags them down the rabbit hole. And next thing you know, you're going, okay, now I got to rethink 9-11. Now I got to rethink the Gulf of Tonkin. I got to rethink Justice Liberty. I've got to, I got to rethink, you know, Pearl Harbor. I've got, you know, you just go on and on and on. And, And once you've gone down one of these rabbit holes, it's virtually impossible to back out and say, but the rest of the world is normal. Right. I, um, but but let me just before you sure. say anything. Yeah, sure, sure. One thing I do want to I want to point out here is that we live in a world of overlapping psyops, and we live in a world of not just misinformation and disinformation, but malinformation. We are now at the level where they seed bad information into the zeitgeist on purpose. Certainly, yeah. and they're using 
They absolutely use slash poll for this and 4chan in order to get you to go down the worst, the, the wrong rabbit holes, and then which they can then easily and then easily be debunked and taken mm-hmm. apart in order to marginalize you. It's very important to keep to try and keep everything in perspective. This is the hardest part. It's yeah. like I, I you know, I, I like in what you're what you guys are saying about McCullough and, and Malone and others. It's it's that moment like we libertarians when we have that that moment of spiritual awakening we realize oh now i know why the the i hate politics it's because i'm a libertarian and then you become a you become suffused with all this energy and anima that you want to and and you don't know what else to do with all that energy as you go through this mimetic collapse of what you thought the how you thought the world worked and then you have to channel that and the heart that's the, and that's that first six months to two years that's the hardest part it's yeah. a euphoria and, it's a, yes it's, a, it's the it's euphoria a, of it all a dark that, euphoria yes it's a dark euphoria it's a very good way of putting it there thank you but you can't and, uh, no, you're right you can't lose can you, you can't, can't lose your perspective because as much as i read about all this shit and interview these guys you're right because <clears throat> just like once you see one conspiracy you then have to question the rest of the world right the malinformation is it's it's evil, but it's brilliant. All you got to do yes. is put out a couple easily debunkable ones, and then you go, well, if those were debunked, they're all debunked, and yes. that's you have to not do. It is it's, it's you very have very to, difficult to do that. You can't so go I, down. I, I was yeah, this is part can, of the reason why I kind of try to say at the forty thousand foot global macro level and yeah. identify the incentives. Yes, and then just pl- and then just plant seeds and let people figure out what they're going to do. You with can't the go all the way down. You go. JFK was probably whacked by nefarious forces. It's because he knew about UFOs. It's like no, no, no. Could have been the Russians. Could have been this one. Could have been that a, one. Guys. So, so let me chime in on that one. A, a financial Twitter guy who I'd love to name because he's prominent. I can't name him because he told me over the phone. Kanye West. Um, but he's a very his previous history is a very prominent guy. And he, uh, he, um, but he, he's under a pseudonym, but he, he said he went down the um, JFK rabbit hole years ago. And he said he read probably 190 of the 200 books on JFK. His conclusion was that they are probably mostly intended to deceive and that they are intended to make it impossible, not just hard, impossible to actually put the, the story together. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, and I think that's what we're f- facing is this problem is the it's not just misinformation it's malinformation it's it's uh, it's throwing it's a, the it's tennis ball to your dog yeah and and it's to drive you batshit absolutely and absolutely. and then here's the other thing I worry about I worry about that someone who's intellectually strong can build a knowledge base that's sufficiently good that now you've got this superstructure that you can hang almost any fact off of successfully. And it could cause you to miss the fact that it's the wrong superstructure. Yes. yes. But we that all That is exactly it. what I'm talking about, Dave. No, that's right. That's well, but we're all at risk of this too. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, absolutely. we're fucked. This so, is why- so as you talk about the Davos guys and stuff, I, I hear it. There's there's great logic. There's great predictive value, which means when I see something happen in the future, I go, oh, my God, Luago said that. Right. That'll be interesting. But I also hear guys who know so much about that shit that 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 the fact required to knock you off that model would have to be so overwhelming. Yeah. And and that's the problem. Once once know, it becomes I, this I, I annealed system. Yeah, no, and, you're and, right. And, and, 
And, and the, the NSA guy in my Zoom group said something profound. I might've said this before, but he said one thing and I, I translated it to, to another thing. He, he, he said he doesn't like to name names of bad guys because then you get to wash your hands of thinking. You say, oh, Bill Gates right. is the reason we have a, yeah. a COVID problem. Then you say, okay, my work here is done. What's for dinner, right? Yeah, right. He said, so don't conclude things like that because you'll stop thinking. I realize the other thing you should never do is declare someone as stupid. Now, it's so hard to, to not claim someone stupid. But by saying that, you then get to say, I, therefore, what they say is not relevant. Yeah, well, not only that, so you, George, you remove George, their guilt. George, well, yeah, George Friedman said it in his book, America's Secret War, which, by the way, if there's a PSYOP guy out there, George Friedman is it. Um, he said, never underestimate any of the players. No matter who they yeah. are, they are smart and they are savvy and they are tactical. Just because yes. they live in a goddamn mud hut in Afghanistan doesn't mean they're not, you know, balls to the wall, clever. Yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly right. I, 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 I say that all the time. I also say that. I say I never underestimate anybody. I assume everybody is competent. And I, it's part of the reason why I, I, I don't like to spend a lot of time. I always say, yeah, it could be incompetence. But it's more likely malice. That, because I, malice is the thing you should really be worried about. Which is exactly the opposite of what we're told to do by that never exactly. chuck. Exactly. That, that, there's a name for that. What's the name for that rule? There's a name for that law. So there's there's a law. law. Don't don't attribute to malice what can be attributed to incompetence. I that undoubtedly was created by the malicious guys. That was probably that was probably yes. Yeah, the was. CIA. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. the term conspiracy theorists came from the CIA, in like 1967. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. no, I oh, I like a broken record. I repeat this on the podcast when people are like Biden's stupid, Trump's an idiot. I'm like. These people are evil by calling them stupid is like, can you, you believe Muhammad? Them, you are you, you are taking their agency away from them and you should not do that. Well, you're taking away right. responsibility. You're going, did you know Muhammad? Adha? What an idiot. He couldn't even land a plane. He flew it into the World Trade Center. It wasn't an accident, retard. Did, did you know right. Lee Harvey was cleaning his gun on November? No, you fucking dipshit. It's right. Biden's not an idiot. He drained the SPR for a reason. Yes. And it's it wasn't also, just, it's it's not, wasn't just not, to get wasn't just to get. It's also not likely him either, right? Well, I mean, no, I mean Biden, sure, sure. Biden, I'm sorry. Biden I'm sorry. is I'm sorry. both. I, evil. I did that wrong. I didn't put Biden in quotation marks. Yeah, right. Like, Biden, I Biden now. is I won't even like put. I won't even type the word Biden without putting it in quotation. It's marks. it's team just so Biden. everybody knows that I don't sure. believe he's whatever. whatever. Team, yeah. team Biden, right? Yeah, team Biden. Biden. It's like when team I say Trump, the left, my wife gets mad. When I say the left, my wife gets mad, and I say, "Don't make me put an adjective every time." When I say the left. I'm talking about the douchebags way over there. No, um, no it's the president's placeholder for these groups. He's evil, but he doesn't have the capacity to be calling the shots. That's no, the problem. He's not calling Biden the shots. is every bit right, but he he's every bit evil enough to be that guy, but he's not that guy now. He, not he, anymore. And then, and then he's ago, talking absolutely. about a run for president. Is there any chance he's running for president again? I don't no. think the left will allow it. I don't. I, think, I don't no. see how. He's going to be drooling profusely. You know, I he won't see. be able to put together even. My, my bigger worry, Dave, is my bigger worry is that he still has the keys to the football. Because yeah, as dementia sets in, the nope. the random acts of the random outbursts of belligerence happen. Oh, it's but like, our, just... our, the guys around the world who are who are important have to know that his utterances are not relevant. No, they no, have the, to know that. Well, the precedent's also been of set. course they do. 
the president's also been said i talk about it all the time it's one of my favorite if not my favorite book raven rock by garrett graff about continuity of government the nuclear bunker system from fdr through obama the president's been set where kissinger and i i don't remember who the last secretary or who the secretary of defense was under uh under nixon i always fucking forget mcnamara no that was that was kennedy right well mcnamara was was several administrations well, it depends on what what part of the administration. It's right at the end of Nixon, whoever that was. Maybe it was right. whatever the fuck. Um, Kissinger talked to him, and they actually Rumsfeld? had Rumsfeld. Was no, he that he was later. Out? No. Okay. Uh, who we'll, we'll say it's McNamara. Kissinger talked to McNamara, and they actually usurped president because Nixon had said that nuclear football will be with me until the moment that LBJ is or not LBJ uh, Ford sworn in. That was not true. Kissinger talked to the SecDef, and they had the nuclear football uh, kept off the plane when he was flown home because he 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 was no longer he he lost the presidency in midair while he's being flown to his home. That was not with he did not consent to that. But they had looked at him and they said he was drinking heavily. He had, he had cried to Kissinger a couple times, which is just like showing your throat to a bear. You don't cry in front of Kissinger; he'll fucking rape right. you to death right there. But no, they kept the nuclear football. The precedent's there. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear they did. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Is, I, I, me, I, I don't believe that Biden has those has those codes anymore either. I don't think anybody's that that dumb. Um, but at the same time, like you know, I I also don't think that anybody who would likely to have them at this point would show any more good sense than Biden. Well, my concern is. Imagine the Cuban Missile Crisis without a Kennedy. So, and all of a sudden, now you've got a committee running the operation. My concern is that 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 we don't have a well-defined leader. So, it's not True. Biden, it's not Harris. I don't believe it's Obama. I think that's a shallow analysis. Yeah, that's that's a brain dead. But but I worry, I worry. And Glenn Greenwald wrote an, wrote an article about this, saying how dangerous it is to not have the guy to make the call the delineated alpha you need the delineated alpha which trump was fine and george senior was fine and even george jr was fine even obama and clinton they were oh yeah yeah absolutely like them or not they were still in charge biden is not fine and we have no idea what kind of chaos the 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 big the the big problem here and this is again we get back we get back to davos if you look at the governments that they put in place it's always the same thing you have a weak leader at the center of a weak government. Yeah. Okay. And now Biden is the perfect type of weak leader that you can have under our system. It's different than the European parliamentary systems where you can have Olaf Scholz technically in charge of Germany, but really Robert Habeck runs the country. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 the vice chancellor and, and interior minister. So right. maybe Victoria, not Victoria Newland. Um, it's not Victoria Newland. It's going to be it's the Christia Freeland. Christia Freeland. Right. Christia Freeland is actually running Canada. Running um, Canada, not right. Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau right. is not not smart enough to run a Seven Eleven, no less Canada. Right. Okay. So it's the same thing in in so many places. So I I, I want you to bracket for that. Do I think it's do I think Obama's in, involved? I absolutely think Obama's involved. I sure, think that I most I... of I think most of I think most of the the day to day running of the Biden administration is being run by Susan Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett and all the rest of them. 
while the National Security Council, Sullivan, Blinken, Newland, and, and company, they're the ones that actually run the country right now. Yeah. See, Blinken seems like a meatloaf to me. That's the problem. He doesn't... I, but he's, I, he is, but he's also a doctrinaire fucking neocon through and right. through. And he knows exactly what he's doing in every way. He knows exactly what he's doing. But they are, are these all guys, order, are but these they, guys... they're all order takers. They're not order makers. None of them are right. order, order makers. So who's the order maker? Probably don't know. It's probably... uh, I, obviously, you know what my answer to that is. No, I don't. Stavos. It's the Schwabian. Davos isn't even an order maker. I, I know. I, I, a... I, I mean, fine. Then let's go. Then the British crown, the Rothschilds. You, you want to go that route? We'll go that route. Because oh, those are the ones that are actually setting the agenda. So therefore, and that would include Bank of New York Mellon and BOFA and any of the New York banks that are still allied with these people. It's very clear that's who's running the show. Right. The real leaders of the world don't have Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So does it matter actually at the end of the day who the real order makers are? We can view them through the reflection of the policies that the the order takers put in place. Yeah. 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 That's all that really matters. It's that's the shadow play. It's like you see what they are through that. You know, it's like it's it's by the way, your your book Poisoner in Chief. I went looking for a book to tell me that story last night. And I couldn't find one I trusted. Oh, and Gottlieb, Gottlieb is all over the Manson book. You should, uh, you should, you should. Poisoner in Chief is one of the best books I've ever read. It is a absolutely wild book. Um, um, and then the author of Blitzed about Hitler and his drug use, Norman Oler. I've had him on here. Oh, dude, have you seen the videos of Hitler looking like he's Jonesing oh, yeah, he's, or, uh, or he's twitching? He, the, he's he's on amphetamines, which, yeah. by the way, the Germans were on amphetamines the whole war. Dude, right? you should read Blitzed by Norman Oler. That that will melt your mind. Norman Oler, O H L E R. I've had him on here several times. I mean, That's what, one of them. You know, you know. But, to, to sorry, whatever but, faction was behind Churchill is still running the UK. To, and they're still the running Churchill quotes where he talks. Have you seen the Churchill uh, quotes where he talks about how they're going to have to pick a fight with Germany? Like in 1936? Yeah. Yeah, those are weird. They're not oh, weird wow. at all. Like, this is the, oh. the, the British have been doing this shit. The British memed us in the World War One. They memed us in the World War Two. They're trying to meme us in the World War Three. Nothing new. Well, so so you mentioned that 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 Lincoln was a win, but Lincoln seemed to box Britain out of out of the Civil War. He did. the The Brits were backing the South, right? And, and, think, and the Emancipation Proclamation locked him out. The Emancipation right. Proclamation boxed him out. Yeah, and then so, so how did how did they end up winning by putting in Lincoln? I guess is my question. How's well, that a win for they, them? They, they, they probably didn't. I there's, think they probably wanted Douglas one. There's. Um, there's I think because presidents they, get in that they don't like Andrew Jackson. I don't think they like Trump. There are momentary deviations. Well, I mean, remember, yeah, I have to think of it this way. Also, at the time, what's the name of the Norman Oler book? Blitzed, B L I T Z E D. Keep going, Tom. What I was going to say is, it's like everything else. At every moment during the uh, crisis moment in American history, when things are brought to the crisis point, do you think that it maps to two factions, or no. do you think that there are multiple factions that then lead to the to the next to the next you know phase of the crisis so yeah. does 1857 does the panic of 1857 lead to the civil war yes right so um 
likely we were likely we were, we were we were staring at a situation where it was going to be um necessary to have someone come to power in 1860 i don't think they were expecting lincoln to win remember lincoln was a minority president i think he only won he only won the presidency in the house of representatives vote he didn't win a majority of the electoral college i mean go back and look at that election yeah that election is not was is not like those none of these are modern like we, we we tend to think we tend to look at old american presidency presidential elections and put today's filter on them. remember the system was completely different back then right we still had you know state senates we still had the you know state senates you know choosing senators we still had a whole different system right pre-1913 right. everything was different so um, the popular vote didn't really mean very much. The st- slates of electors that showed up didn't really mean as much. It's, it's not the same system that we have today. Yeah, you know. And um, just wrote just to remind everybody about this stuff. So it's important that we don't, you know, that the historical context matters. What was going on at the time matters. Um, and you know, if the goal was to break up the United States. And it was clear that the European powers were behind that um, by backing the South against the, the North to break it apart. Well, then you can, you know, someone asked me this morning, well, what's, what's the, the, um, the origin of Britain's, you know, sincere <laughs> antipathy towards Russia. And then you have to think the American civil war hmm. because Lincoln doesn't win the war without the support of Russia. Period. Do you he think- doesn't, he, run, he, he runs out of money. Her, her, so this is Russians, very important. The Russians yeah. fought Peter the, the Great backed Lincoln in the Civil War. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that until very recently, actually. I didn't know that. Until the last couple of years. Per uh, Jim's question earlier, he's not here because the CIA handler. To defend him. himself so we can talk about him. Yeah. The, the, the silent, he's silencing the chickens. He's as... <laughs> His silence is uh, in approval. So as Jim was saying earlier that Jewish women run the world, <laughs> put words in his mouth now, but um, we said how could we ha- <laughs> start slandering him wildly, block his email, never gay, talk to him again. Gay Jewish women, I think, is the total. Gay, uh, he said gay, gay granny Jewish. Jewish women. Let's get it right. He I, I, was yeah. very clear he, when he texted me and said, Tommy, gay Jewish Ukrainian black women did 9-11. And I said, I think that's a stretch, but. You know, I, I res- I'm a freedom of speech absolutist. If he watches, he watches this. He's, he's gonna, never. He's gonna shit his pants. He's gonna fuck. Oh my god! So all. good. This is not gonna be on YouTube. Yeah, no. I yeah. hope nobody's it's, newsmax. It's is not watching. gonna be on YouTube long. I'll tell you that. It well, haven't been on YouTube in a year and a half. I, well, you know, and that's what Jim was saying. And you know, although I personally don't believe the Jews did 9/11, but Jim's entitled to his opinion. I'm, He's gonna ah. fucking slit my throat. This ain't, this ain't nothing better than a dry Irishman's wit. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, god. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the name Tommy's the t- Tommy yeah. Kerrigan. Let me see. Are you Irish, Tommy? Thomas Patrick Kerrigan, and my skin is reflective. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> you're um, you're a fork in a microwave. I, and that's I'm, why. I'm, and that's why you and you can you can get away with living in Maine. Yeah. Exactly. Know? I'm these are my people. Vitamin D deficiency. These are my people. They see me, and although I have an American flag and I love America, I'm my, I'm so white. You, they you're a me. Mick. You are I'm, a Mick. They see me, and they're like, he gets a pass. But um, what he what what Jim said earlier was. This, how come we're not seeing this per your hypothesis, Tom? 
about kind of the the Wall Street gang going against Davos. Why aren't we seeing it more? One, I probably think they're doing it covertly. But two, uh, I would look at, I don't think maybe I'm being pulled in hook, line, and sinker. I don't think Elon Musk getting Twitter is is good for Davos. I don't think no. it's good for the left. I mean, we're seeing all the le- the October 31st leaks about how the government had portals into the back end of Twitter to ask for stuff to be, and not just about vaccines, about the withdrawal well, the from The media Af- pounded the thing. The media it, was not The withdrawal from itself. Afghanistan. They wanted to censor even inflation, uh, the border crisis. We're seeing all- that's not good for them, which makes me think, Elon doing this, maybe we don't know who, like you said, we don't know who the name. Well, are. The, what we know so far is that we know that Prince Alawid, uh, the Jack Saudi Dorsey, Arabian, yeah, and the Qatari in um, uh, sovereign wealth, excuse me, sovereign wealth fund. That's what we know so far. That's- now Alawid is interesting because, well, um, we know what he's so the far. he's the neutral Saudi. He's the one that was you know waterboarded by MBS at back in the line. Yeah, during the palace coup, during you know the family coup, yeah. where he locked everybody in the hotel. Yeah, uh, MBS is a very interesting figure, and and again an- another guy like Putin who I wouldn't want to have dinner with. Well, I don't know. I probably want to have. I don't know. I think having dinner with Putin would be actually actually, actually quite cordial and actually quite fun. I'd have but I wouldn't dinner with in the same all room with MBS for more than two minutes. Oh yeah, I would too, but I not have... in the. Pa- I wouldn't go to I wouldn't go to the embassy to have it. No, no I wouldn't be. No, 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 I'd have no, no, dinner no. with Stalin and Hitler just for the story. I'm trying to run a goddamn oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. Well, no, I, I like, MBS MBS to me actually is I think a little less rational. Sure. Okay, I think he's. So a he lot can more go batshit on you. He can go batshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just you know that's gotcha. it's like this he could be like uh, like like uh, like some guy in Goodfellas. You go, oh no. Like, I, yeah, I just yeah, he's he's Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Yeah. Like you know, that's, you look at him I was trying to come up with the name. He's in, Joe Pesci. up in a trunk. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, that's exactly right. Or did you see the movie Legend? No. There's a movie called Legend about about a couple of of. Uh, Twin brothers who were who ran a mob in London. It's really good. It's called Legend. Oh, I haven't seen it. Do you yeah, think you put it on your list? Do you think Elon's acquisition of Twitter is a is a a move of the Wall Street crew against Davos? It, it, it seems like well that's the first be, shot. But I, the thing the thing I worry about here is that the <coughs> Musk is now going to be under pressure nonstop. Uh huh. Um, already seeing it, and they're already you're seeing it from every angle. And uh, they're not going to stop the same way they didn't stop trying to portray Brexit until they finally got rid of, you know, three British prime ministers in like three weeks um, or two. Like Rishi Sunak isn't in charge either because um, they just want to replace him with Keir Starmer. So I don't know these names at all, but you keep going. Uh, sorry. So, so no, that's um, a, no, no, don't explain too much. So, yeah, I don't. I, yeah. Like so British politics is even worse than ours. So. Yeah, I, I absolutely see that. And I, I'm really worried about the level to which they're going to try and burn Twitter down because it's clear that, you know, they're trying to create Hobson's choices for uh, for Musk at every turn. And, um, you know, I, I don't... So where, tell, me, tell me what you know about Maloney, who I think is funnier than shit to listen to. The, the Italian... Oh, Maloney. I'm sorry. I I, I, I saw I saw Irishman Maloney. M A L O N E Y. As no, no, no. Maloney. I think Georgia Maloney is. Um, I think She's the situation in Italy is is a very it's complicated. Clearly, yes, because it's Italian politics. Is. I think Georgia Maloney is 
um, a lot like Trump and Salvini before her, before her, uh, a political neophyte walking into a viper's nest. Mm -hmm. Because if you think our deep state is bad, well, you ain't met the Italians who like created this shit. Joe Pesci. Um, What's that? (laughs) Joe Pesci. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, this shit goes back to fucking Cicero and shit. I mean, this goes back to fucking Caesar and the rest. I mean, the Italians are good at this. So, um, I think Maloney is in a situation where she understands the, I do, do believe she understands the problem that she's in. And you'll notice that she's not trying to make any waves. Um, big waves at this point. So what right. she did was she blocked the migrant boats, which by the way, are all French and German. Um, I just wrote a piece for my people. Did you my, see my... where her opponent defended her? She got accused of being this right wing Nazi type and her opponent right. came out and said, look, I fought a tough battle. I don't agree with her, but she's not a Nazi. Yeah, she's 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 not. So right, but uh, they try to sell her as one. Well, of course they do, because anybody to the right of Karl Marx is a fucking Nazi. So, right. um, so when and when you see see people engage in that kind of rhetoric, you know they're fucking lying. It's just that <laughs> absolutely. Gaslighting. absolutely. So Maloney's situation. Let's just go. Let's let's just look at where we are currently. I have some people over in Italy that um, feed me information behind the scenes and somewhat overtly and somewhat covertly about what's going on in Italy. And they're very worried and they should be. And um, the, what are they worried about? They're worried about France and Germany, obviously trying to destroy the the Italians. Like they need to break the Italians completely in order to make sure that they can't leave the European union. Cause Italy, Germany, and France represent the tripod on which the entire European union rests without any doesn't work very well. Right. The whole thing just falls apart. So Italy has always been the thing that they're worried about. Maloney coming to power in Germany, uh, in in Italy, sorry. You know where they want to go, which is they they either want to take the Italians out of the EU or replace the Germans as the center of European power. One or the other. Now, they have the opportunity to do that through a series of moves and machinations. The way this... And the big one is, of course, the Energy. gas hub coming out of turning Turkey into a gas hub and then allowing Italy to be the distribution network node for gas throughout the European Union and not Germany. That's what Nord Stream was about. Nord Stream was always going to be the means by which the Germans would force <laughs> everybody else to into political compliance, especially the Poles and others, the Czechs and others um, through back through the, the the using the opal pipeline the maloney so the first thing they do is they create a migrant crisis for her to work with she blocks the boats notice that she's not taking the same she's not in the same political hot water over this that salvini was five years ago why because five stars not there to stab him in the back she's got a full coalition of people behind her who agree with her she doesn't have a split government, right? So the next thing that's coming is going to be budget rules and whether or not the EU is going to be willing to continue to support the Italian bond market, which they have to do if the Italians want to. But here's the thing. That's a blackmail and that's a bluff. 
Which is the blackmail? The Germans or EU the Germans and the, the French are going to try and blackmail are trying to try and blackmail okay. the Italians into saying okay. you have to accept German austerity, which is you know raise taxes, raise regulations, cut give spending, us all your gold destroy, and all that destroy shit. The, destroy the the the, the country and right. accept all the migrants. Maloney has already said no to the migrants. Now the now the EU is immediately turning to COVID relief funds and support of the Italian bond market and everything else and and budgetary rules. Maloney's well, well, well back up for a sec. Why did the migrants all flood in without opposition? What was that? That was a play, and I don't know whose it was. It was Germany and France's. That's the all those bring in the migrants. All the boats that were carrying all these all these migrants in from North Africa, they're all yeah. German and French boats. And okay, they so the, why? 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 Because you wanted you wanted create you want to put those people on the freaking dole. You want to destroy the Italian budget by by adding them into the into the the, the entitlement them. system, and then you're going to cause budget austerity, and you're going to destroy the what's left of the Italian middle class. And you cause friction. No so it's zone. a selective blowing up of the EU in some way. Well, you're blowing up the you know you're blowing up Italian community and Italian culture. Your Italy is still a very tight knit community. Is that why they sent a bunch up to Sweden too? And yes. Yeah, it's it's the Kalergi plan that came from it's the no side. Never, than, it's no different than zip code that. targeting to turn Minneapolis into Somalia the north. Yeah, right. No Dave, look it up. Kalergi plan. K A L E R G I from the 1970s. It was to flood third world migrants to the west to destabilize it, collapse it, and then you can bring in a strong arm of autocracy. So, um, so the budget rules are going to be the big thing with Italy. And the, and and I've I've already identified this. Not, and this is this one's really simple to understand. You've got six hundred and forty billion dollars with the target two liabilities that you know mostly are owed to the German Bundesbank, right? That the and every day the Italians issue more debt because they're running a budget deficit. Blah 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 blah. Which the ECB is is bit is, is is packaging up and selling to the rest of Europe through various forms of QE. One alphabet soup program after another alphabet soup program. Whatever it takes. But it comes down to when you owe the bank a thousand dollars, it's your problem. When you owe the bank six hundred forty point six billion dollars, it's, it's your problem. problem. So if you try, if Maloney, if they try to turn to Maloney and say, "Look, we will stop supporting your economy, and we will stop supporting your bond markets if you don't accept our rules," and if she just turns around and goes, "That's Screw nice," you. yeah, right, do it. I dare you. What do you ovaries think happens of, at that point? German Italian bond spreads start to blow out, interest rate swaps blow out, carry trades blow up, and the entire and and all of the Italian banks collapse. <coughs> and guess okay, what? Let me ask you this: German banks now, and the Fed is not there to bail everybody out. So, so I was thinking about this the other day. Now, so two, the last two, point, the last point, really... say, this is really important. The last point is. That my what my Italian friends keep telling me is that if the United States stands behind Italy, i.e., if the American banks and the American military, because the ah, most stand ah, behind Maloney, ah. then France can't come in and literally the French are 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 literally trying are literally amassing on the border to take northern Italy. No one talks about this, but this is what? real. Really, like they're moving like French military in Italian. In Italian um, 
police and and gendarme and 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 Italian military uniforms. They're moving French troops into northern Italy. Really? I'm gonna. I'm gonna this news to me. Holy shit! They're serious about not allowing Italy out. The and Macron is complaining about Italy and every time Macron opens his mouth about Italy, it's for the, it's 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 about this shit. Now, so I, another I'm look- question. So the other question is: Is the French military going to go along with this? Because the French military fucking hates Macron. How big is the French military compared to the Italian military, for example? It's uh, the, the the French military is the French are one of the strongest militaries in Europe. Okay, still. Always have been, so, and the French so are very it, good. At here's war. my here's my question. I've been pondering. The other day, reminded that we have four two quadrillion dollars worth of derivatives, and that that our our system is what appears to be ninety nine plus percent for the purpose of just moving money around, mm-hmm. nothing more, no wealth right. creation, nothing useful, nothing right. credible. Um, is this system guaranteed at some point to blow up? Or can this game go on back and forth like a infinite Wimbledon game? I don't think it can. I think the Fed is. I think the Fed is. I think the system is is collapsing, and they need a cover story for the collapse. And the cover story for the collapse of the pension systems. And remember, in Europe, what you saw in in England with the UK gilt market and the and the the levered the LDI plays that blew up mm-hmm. on the the pension funds. Mm-hmm. They all were running. They were all trying to get yield to cover their pension liabilities through playing leverage bets on UK gilt, US treasuries and all this other stuff. But the Fed risk parity, risk why parity. Why do you have to go and get and go to get extra basis points in order to get the extra yield? Why do you need to do that now? You can just go buy a US treasury with a 4% coupon. Right. Why do you have to why do you have to take on any leverage? You can just buy a treasury. You don't have to buy a leverage bet against the treasury. You can just buy the treasury. Because there's now enough basis and points. And that there. is what and and that and by taking the leverage out of the system, you just you now take the liquidity out of the euro dollar markets, and what leverage giveth on the way up takes it away twice as fast. Well, that's as the way consistent up. with what everyone's talking about. There's no question that's true. Um, but by the, the way, great- where are the most Amer- What country ha- houses the most American military bases? Italy. I would have said Germany, Germany, but you would have both Germany. said Germany. But the answer is Italy. Yeah, I think it is Italy. It's over a hundred. Yeah. yeah, there's a great ba- uh, book called Base Nation by David Vine. By the way, there's 336 bioweapons labs, U.S. bioweapons labs around the globe. There's yeah. 36 in Ukraine, but there's 336 around and the I globe. I think we have supposedly. 810 military bases around the world. Oh, my God. Dude, read Base Nation by David Vine. I mean, good Lord. The projection of the U.S. military is truly in every inch of the world. So that's where Peter Zihan comes in in the discussion, who I think has good facts and dubious philosophies. But he, very, he talks very, about very much so. He's a classic neocon plant. Absolutely. To take, to take to take facts and then twist them into classically bad conclusions. He you know that's he, exactly Peter right. to me is Peter Zahan is Kyle Bass 2.0. <laughs> With respect to China. Um the the uh, and Russia, but but Zion, I think his facts might be okay. So mm-hmm. so his conclusions I I ignore, yes. because first of all they're not only do I not agree with them, but the precision of his predictions is ridiculous. So he'll say China's going to collapse in ten years. I go, I don't think so. 
I mean, it might, but but he he just knows it. I mean, he just that that's how he presents himself. Is he, he just he presents he, himself that way because he has inside information from the people who are running the policy. Going to try to blow it up, they, and that's what their timetable is. Right. He's a spook. Right. Well, he came from Stratford, so he is. Well, oh yeah. No, really. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. didn't know that, but I'm, I, but I'm shocked. Yeah, shocked I, know. I, said. I, I know. had on the You're chief. Of I did a podcast with the guy. I was telling him about Zion and Stratford, and the guy on the podcast said, "Why well, used to be a Stratford too?" And I go, "I had on oh. the chief of security from Stratford." What's his name? Um, fuck, I don't know. He wrote a book. Um, too many drugs, Tommy. I don't do anything. I don't even drink okay. anymore. Too many choke. Um, too many F- choke F- chickens. F- yeah, too much choking the chicken. FYI, um, I used to subscribe to Stratford just so I could get the disinformation campaign. Hmm. <laughs> I would read what it is they wanted me to think so yeah. that I could know to do the opposite. It's brilliant. Well, it's, like, it's, like, it's like when they started it's like reporting the, it's like UFOs. The leading right. indicator. It's like the, like the Goldman Sachs leading indicator. Whatever Goldman tells you to go long, you go short. <laughs> right. Or at least not believe. Do right. the, well, it's, yeah. When they start, yeah. Yeah, when they're all in lockstep saying defend Ukraine, I'm like, all right, so we're doing something horrible in Ukraine. <laughs> like, right. That's what it is. So, uh, so, yeah, so they, the guy, so the, the longtime journalists and guys who've been watching this shit for a long time said they've never seen a more politically, uh, more propaganda slathered military adventure than Ukraine. Oh, yeah. They said this, this is sides. absolutely busted. The, well, I don't know about from Russia's side because we can't get the information very easily. What we get from the Russians, what we get from the Russians is 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 tainted in their own. Sure. You know, no question. But we don't doubt so. that. So we don't doubt you gotta that. You got to attenuate everybody's numbers by 50 percent at this point. But yeah. but the Western media is off the charts ridiculous. I mean, when they try to say the Russian Russians blew up their own pipeline and they they were you know they were bombing, bombing, the them, bombing themselves, bombing themselves, that they control they, exactly, exactly, and and yet you know, killing guys in train station, shooting missiles from Ukrainian controlled uh, regions <laughs> of, of Ukraine, um, and, and, and blowing up their own bridge, and 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 it it's. That's the garish thing again. That's one of these. You're trying to make me crazy. You're you're trying to make me. You're gaslighting, right? You're gaslighting. It's me. to break your brain. It's it's it, it, it's, but the psy- it's gone. But, yeah, but what's fascinating, Dave, is that the psyops are so sophisticated now. They're trying to drive someone like me crazy. With well, you're already there, information, and I <laughs> and I see through all of this shit. Right, I look at all that, and then there and then there's another level beyond that. Yeah. See, this is like, what, but the, I think the important point is that people say, well, that's just Russian disinformation, whatever. And I go, I don't think the Russians can hold a candle to our machine. Oh, no, I think they're good, think we're good, but we're nowhere close. But the Brits are. But they the, don't they, have they, the firepower the in their machine. They just don't have the reach. They don't yeah, have. They don't. But the Brits are everywhere. So, so I should like, be remember, watching the Brits. There's a reason why I, I, I've said this on every, I've said this recently in, every, in almost every form, and I probably haven't said it to you. Just remember why. Did the sun never set on the British Empire? Why? Because God didn't want these fucking people running around in the dark. <laughs> God robbed the demons of their home playing field. <laughs> he wants them in the light. Yeah, he he's like, I'm watching you fuckers. I mean, none of you are hanging out really with Uncle Epstein. It's just that simple. They really are that perfidious. I mean, did they you, really. So did we are. knock off? Did we knock off the queen, or that old bitch bite it? 
Um, no. I'm not going to go as far as Jim. He's so old, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go as far as Kutzler earlier saying that she killed I think the timing on all of this and the way they moved afterwards, I think Liz was sick for a while. I think they delayed when they told us that it was happening. Did they knock her off? Maybe. But, it, but at this point, matter. what does it matter? You know, She's so she old. Like, it's not like Prince but Charles the only, But she was the only moderating influence within the British aristocracy. And the reason the for picture? that is... And, and, and you... as much as I hate the British crown, I did have a soft spot for Liz because Liz's imprinting as a person was loading That's artillery shells into fucking cannons to, be, to right. beat off the Germans during the Battle of Britain. So whether you... Hate the British crown or you don't. I even had to do this with Alex Craner one time because Alex is like, the, the, fuck the British crown. And he's right. But I'm like, but Liz, I think, was a different beast. And that there was only, yeah, I think she served. wanted Brexit. I think she was behind. I think she was, I think she and Trump uh, wanted Brexit. And I think Boris Johnson did not want Brexit. Um, and I think she wanted her country to be sovereign again. And so what's King same, Charles in this story now? Oh, he's Project- he's a he's an order. To, he's all the way down the rabbit hole. The the whole Davos or the COP twenty seven. The whole these. So, so they did Trump. want him to take over sooner. Oh, absolutely, later. they did. Okay, I, I wouldn't. Have what known. about uh? And I think and I think Liz seriously considers skipping over him. Can you do that? Did she have the power to give the the crown to her son uh, or grandson? No, William, I think so. Can... Should have given it to Harry, hot queen. Of course, he still got a hot queen. Either way. Um, what about that Rothschild guy dying? That on was interesting that that happened, uh, that happened during like all, a blo- all at the same time. During like a that blood was, That's moon. interesting. I have a, I have a patron. I have a, I have a longtime patron and, and good friend now. And she's heavily into the, into the woo-woo of yeah, the astrology. Yeah. Like she was telling me, she's four days before the election night. She's like, There's, this, these things are, 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 are lining up and like, oh, look. The one we got, we got rid of one of the Rothschilds. Like the 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 chief. Dog. I wasn't expecting that one. She was expecting something else. Which is like, that did crap. you did one of the explosions? I can't remember if it's the pipeline or the bridge was done on Putin's birthday. It well, was I think that yeah, that, that, that was the was bridge. Putin's seventieth birthday. But man, that was a big fuck you from the Ukrainians and the Brits. Yeah, but man, yeah. Rothschild so did Sikorsky dying. fuck up by thanking the U.S. or Sikorsky was that? Works- yeah, no, he was. That was pure. Again, that goes right back into the whole. We have to blame the Americans for everything. While we, but well, then we he, actually then did he it, deleted break... the tweet. So the question is, was that all the plan? Put it out there, delete yes. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And and um, notice that when Putin talked about all these actions, he never mentioned the Americans. He always mentioned the Anglo Saxons. I didn't yeah. notice that. Both, every time he he issued statements on this, he always <laughs> mentioned the Anglo Saxons and not. The Americans. That's hilarious. The does, press does, ran with it as if Putin blames the Americans, but that message was received loud and clear at Whitehall and Ten Downing Street. Well, That's I don't awesome. see why, for example, I'm having trouble figuring out why who's who's Putin really allied with. Yeah, I I, I certainly haven't figured it out. Oh, he's uh, allied. He's allied with MBS, right? Iran. Yeah. G. Yeah. And Erdogan. And to and a lesser and Modi and for the most part Modi in 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 Italy in India. I yeah. saw I saw a headline the other day. By the way, that blew my circuits. It said um, 
and it might have been older, I pulled out of my notes that said that that um, we bombed Syria three days to send a message to Tehran. And I, my first thought is I didn't remember Tehran being in Syria. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and and I don't think bombing one country to send a message to another country should be put out in the open like that. You know, it seems to me that it's kind of embarrassing looking to a human did anybody, being. Did anybody notice that they started bombing Syria the day again, the day that Netanyahu came back into power? I didn't hmm. notice. I did. Mm. Oh, Jesus. This again. This is, but this guys. This is what I do. Like I get up yeah. in the morning and I, I scan the headlines. I've so got, it's a big got 20, jigsaw I got, puzzle. I got a thousand people on a Slack server throwing uh, you, throwing you and Whitney Webb. You and day. Whitney Webb. Whitney you guys Webb are puzzle she connectors. Will not respond to my emails, nor will Glenn Greenwald, and uh, I take personal offense to that. Well, um, you know, are you connected with her in any way? No. But I have sent her emails. I've also sent emails to Putin. So. She was just on Glenn Beck, dude. She's she, her star has risen to the point where she's not going. Yeah, she's I know. probably not going to respond to you now. Oh, I know, I know. I tell you who and, you and might I get. Know Whitney I tell personally. you who you might get. I've had her on my podcast. I've been on. I've been on shows with her. Um, I know her personally. Um, I I think that. Well, I'm always I that, I'm always swinging. I think that that whole I think that that reach. whole cadre, and I don't mean this. I don't mean this. And I, this is going to sound churlish, and it's going to sound bad, but. I think that the whole cadre of people in that group, and I and I and I and I, I respect them all for what they do. James Corbett, Whitney Webb, Ryan Christian, and others. Right. They're all in the same cadre, which is that they're incredible dot connectors. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're that doesn't mean that connectors. they have but they don't have the bigger they don't have they have a very focused they, they, this is where confirmation bias comes in. What yeah. you were worried about earlier, Dave, is that like Whitney uncovered that yeah it was Klaus, it was kissinger who made klaus schwab so yeah. obviously davos is an american thing see no, i i that read is whitney the a little conclusion different. whitney i read whitney a little different i read whitney as actually knowing that she's not putting together the big picture that she literally her she views her role as putting together puzzle pieces that fit right smaller chunks Smaller chunks and saying, look, right. at I this guy, I, I, and, I, I, and I, I, I do I, that I a lot. I mean, I try to do that a lot where it's like, I can't, like Uvalde, there's puzzle pieces that don't make sense, but I don't have the big picture. I, yeah. I, I don't. And, yeah. and, I, I, this, and is, this, this is the, this is the fun part about this. this is my, my problem was, you know, I, I keep going back to when she invited me onto the thing in February to do the, 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 the round table discussion about whether Putin was a WEF agent. That I did with Matt Errett. It was me and Matt Errett versus Ian Davis and Riley Wagaman. It was you know, hosted by Off Guardian. Went huge. Went wide. Everybody was like, "Holy shit, dude!" And I just destroyed. I just destroyed the conversation. And I and I said, I, I, I said I, I was actually hesitant to do this. And I told Whitney flat out. I said, you know, in, in private DM, I said, "I'm not going to be kind here because this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard." I mean, there are there are many things in this life that I'm willing to entertain. Putin working for the WEF, no. And the reason why I I was trying to make this argument as what I was trying to say this is that you you connect some dots and you see things as well. They said this. That means this. That means this. That means this because this particular term. Matt Eric talks about the fourth industrial revolution this way all the time. He says, look, the term the fourth industrial revolution doesn't mean the same thing in China and Russia as it doesn't doesn't at the WEF. And the, with the WEF, it means transhumanism, chips in your heads, blah, 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 blah. To them, it just means the next evolution of 
in industry. Yeah. It just well, means, the other risk is but when it's you're not connecting... transhumanism. And when you listen to the fifth column, that's like that fucking asshole Riley Wagaman and no motherfucker, I will never do another fucking thing with you. I hope you're listening. You fucking fifth column, this asshole. I know you and I know who you are, you motherfucker. Fuck that you guy. Don't... He works for the he works for the fucking worst people on the fucking planet, that motherfucker. He kind of so contacts you, me out so of the So you guys are not getting along? Is that what I'm inferring here? Talk, talk to me about the, 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 the gold back ruble. I said, you go fuck yourself. I already explained myself in public. I don't know who that is, but I'll take. Oh, that's that's that, he. That guy used to be at Russia Insider. That whole fucking thing was a nest of fucking U.S. and British neocons. I'll follow you right for those people. I'll I'll blindly follow you in a battle. I don't know. I'm fucking. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm I'm a douchebag. Like I I, I, I name care. names. I don't care anymore because I'm. I, don't sure, give I guess a shit. we're on the verge of World War Three. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like there comes a point. I'll where be the drummer boy for World War Three. So, so here, here I had a question before it didn't. It got suppressed by crazy. Um. Are there serious players in this game trying to get us into nuclear war, or is that yes. just noise? No, I think it's, I think it's I think it's I think it's real. What's the what's so, the what's the purpose of that though? Nuclear war. I get the I get the fear. I don't know about nuclear war, but I certainly think that they that they want to put us in a position that's nuclear brinksmanship. That's that at all. They they've destroyed nuclear brinksmanship, and now it's nuclear blackmail. We are always being with these psychopaths. You always have to remember one thing: it's always a Hobson's choice. So the Hobson's right. choice over sealing the election is you can either secede red states because nanny nanny poo poo we stole your election or if you win this election because you because you came out in numbers that we couldn't cheat to overcome then I can't even be associated with any of these red state MAGA Nazis anymore and California needs to secede. Davos wins if the United States breaks up. Mm-hmm. So that reminds me of the Putin quote where he said the biggest disaster was the collapse of the Soviet Union. It was the worst day, which gets which gets quoted all the time. But they forget to mention that he followed that with because it released a bunch of basically unguided countries into chaos. And the the point being is that's dead right. Tens of millions of people woke up without a country. They didn't that's know right. if their driver's license was any good. It would be they like if the 50 states was any good. That's right. They were it would be like, right. Be like if, if the 50 states blew apart, what kind of carnage would that be, right? It just right. it would what be it would, what, and who and who benefits from now? Who pays so who now indemnifies the 31 trillion dollars worth of US sovereign debt? Yeah, that's a good point. So so that that's one of the most misquoted phrases in in, in as evidence Putin wants to reassemble the Soviet Union, he doesn't even want to occupy Ukraine. No. But people think he does. I know. Because they've been sold that story by the press. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, uh, for you, Tom, what is the the 40,000 foot, like really zoomed out, what is the the goal of the the Rothschild, the the British Crown, Davos, over the maintain next... all of their power, turn us into techno feudal uh, feudal serfs. That's pretty much what I thought. Okay. Why the yeah, fuck does just... someone want? Why the fuck does someone? I know people in power have done this since the dawn of civilization, but I still don't understand why. Why what? How? Why? Why? Why did they, they did love the king power. of France? They, Dave, can I ask they, you a question? They love well, I think it's overnight. about I, I think I it's about neurotransmitters. I think it's well, about I, neurotransmitters. I know, no, I know. I know. I was just gonna say, I, I, it's a very simple question, Dave, and I and I don't mean this. I, I, 
Simply put, do you believe in some form of higher power that you are willing to sub- submit yourself to? Well, my wife. <laughs> Should be good enough for most men. But well, just... that's a load. It's a highly loaded question because we do it every day, right? I mean, I we, don't mean do that it. in a terrestrial sense. I mean that in a is there something that moderates your is there something that you bow to that moderates your behavior? Like, yeah, morality. Okay, you have a morality. You you can define that morality either about as being subservient to God who helps define your morality for you, or in my case, the non-aggression principle, or the second law of thermodynamics, or the Nisenberg's uncertainty right. principle, sure. or and some combination thereof, right? Or just, I want to be a good guy. Well, but why, right? But Again, but how you define that matters. Well, that's and, our congenital narcissism. Okay, now, what if you're a psychopath who were born, Which, not made, Right. And you don't yeah. submit to a higher power. Yeah. Right. Then you got when no you've guidance. got nothing but neurofeedback that your decisions are true and correct and everybody else is just chattel and cattle for just you to pawn because they're morons. Yeah. I think that I think that's, and that's been going on for generations. Been going yeah. on for millennia. Is I know. I know. Have the the and you set up systems that reward the psychopaths as they move up the ladders of power. Yeah. So that you have lieutenants who are just as psychopathic carrying out your wishes because they have the exact same worldview that you do. And then you you create a an educational system that says, Yeah, we don't believe in anything and we're gonna replace God with the state. Yeah. Right. I think yeah, I, this is my worldview, but it, it's still as a person who has some moral compass i'd like to think it's, it's hard still, to, yeah it's hard to intuit yeah no it, it makes you, sense. you really do have to kind of think like emperor palpatine right yeah you and gotta then, re- i think you gotta it's i think and it's, internalize that and you have to realize that that's who you're fighting it's like playing a video game or something and you can be detached from it because it's just you and your buddies playing a game of fucking some world war ii game just right. think about how little of a shit you actually give, even if your best friend. Like, it's a video game. I'll fucking team kill my guys. I don't give a shit. Well, well I, thought turn, the, I thought about the, the whole fact world that into a box, dude. Yeah, but that's I, what I mean. I, I and, thought, we're, and we all have a button to push. So I yeah. thought about the fact that the guys who have to make calls that involve killing, say, uh, thousands upon thousands of Nazis in Germany. Right. Just let's just start there. Those guys are, are sort of a knife edge away from being able to call for the death of thousands of thousands of anybody, right? And so I realized yeah. that the ability to make that call means that you, so if you decide, okay, we're going to bring down the Twin Towers to achieve this goal, they're just casualties of war. They're not, they're not Americans versus, you know, some, some perceived evil yeah. Arab or they're just people. Even, they're just they're just stats. They're just they're stats. Or you could yeah. even say that in their in Kissinger, not Kissinger, probably Kissinger, like Cheney's mind or something. You might look at that and go, "I'm not a bad person for killing three thousand Americans because I just that's an Omaha Beach moment. Because I just an killed, Omaha Beach moment. Well, they might look at it the exact same way. Eisenhower probably didn't look at, "Oh my God, I'm killing all these men." He went, "I'm saving all of these Americans." You that's might right. look at Rumsfeld and Cheney on September 10th, and they might be saying, "You motherfucker, I'm saving thirty million Americans." Right. <laughs> that's a i know I are know. they psychopaths or are they the most patriotic I, I just, guys in the, there's an, another soundbite someone's gonna tune in on i'm a, i'm a mobius strip from hell where i keep ending up back in the same place 
Honestly, um, I'm kind of getting to a point what? where I, and this is bad, but I'm kind of just watching the whole thing now, and I'm sort of in awe at the intricacy of the game. Like, oh, there's absolutely. obviously evil, there's obviously good, and you should fight for the good against the evil. But more than but anything, that's not true at all. That's not the, but, couching any of the shit in terms of good and evil is sure, sure, so, down the wrong path. But more and more, I find myself. Just oh, I'm looking, sorry, but people who want to groom my kids for sexual slavery, well, they're evil. No, they're yeah. fucking evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. You're yeah, right. no, you're right. No, they're you're right. But I'm, more and more, I find myself, and this is bad. But, but t- couching in good and evil tends to simplify it too much. That gets oh, back no, to no, the no, now, now. You get to stop thinking rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, why like, are they doing it? Yeah, yeah. Why are they doing it? Agree, Dave. When you're talking about the players at the table, at the end of the day, the tactics they use are evil. But what they're doing incentives. is just, you it's have incentives. to assess them in the terms of personal incentive. But go sure. ahead, Connor. Right. But, you, but the point of all of that is I find myself more and more like I'm watching a game between two teams I don't care about. And I'm kind of just in awe at like the physical ability of someone to, you know, get an assist and, th- you know, and nail a three pointer from 50 feet. Away. I'm just kind of me watching a basketball game. I'm just like anybody because I'm just like, a, sport but ever that's created. what for me, the elections are. So as I, I, I'm stunned by the lack of a red wave, because I personally yes. believe when you're as bad as the, the blue team has been, you should be sent to the bench to ponder the mistakes you made, to make you pivot back to the middle, to get your shit together. It's a timeout, right? You got to do, yep. you got to make them pay. And we didn't. And, and, but I'm watching it from this more disconnected view where I go, they probably rigged it. They probably made sure that they got, you know, the, the vote count, but I find myself getting a little less emotionally attached to, Oh my God. Yeah. And that's, well, I don't know if that's a survival mechanism for my own. It, it is. Well, it's, it's saturation. Well, for me, it was the, the realization that they ginned up the worst possible outcome when I started assessing the entire game board. From right. Every vector, a, a, uh, an election like this with this result winds up with Everybody you don't want to win, gotta win. Right. Which is the gaslighting. Right? And I mean, the three happiest people on Wednesday morning were King Charles III, Klaus Schwab, and Mitch McConnell. (laughs) And Mitch McConnell. So, tell me... Because Mitch McConnell would rather... Mitch McConnell wanted continuity of government more than he wanted any attempt to. No question. No, no question. question. And that's there's a the thing trivial that... question. This is this is one of the chess pieces that's so small it doesn't matter. But sure. Where's Tulsi Gabbard end up soon? Well, with this election result now. My entire electoral map for 2024 is thrown in, is thrown for a loop because I. What's Trump's announcement going to be? I, I don't even know what Trump should do at this point. I actually want Trump out of the fucking picture completely. Well, regardless, he he said he's got an announcement for the 15th. I know, and uh, Gabbard. Well, I've, I really I've not him. believed he wanted to run again. My hunch is always. I, I, been I, that I always he... thought he didn't want to run too, but I'm I'm at the point now. I'll be honest with you. What I wanted to see was a good solid red wave. A rebuke of the Democrats, a rebuke right. of the crazy, exactly. allowing now the Fed and the banks to then start 
moving a new, it's turning the corner for the United States so we can start moving in the right direction. And then you set up some form of unity ticket for 2024, which would be DeSantis Gabbard or Trump Gabbard. Mm -hmm. Okay, she 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 declares and becomes a member of the GOP at the fucking convention. So did, so she cut a deal, right? She's Probably. already got a deal. She's already Probably. got a deal now because she went straight RNC. It, it yeah. was it was overnight. Boom, a, a switch was thrown. Right. Yeah. Well, she came in seeing how bad things were and said, "Okay, if the Republican government, if the the GOP isn't going to support these candidates, I have to come in and support these candidates." That was a very powerful statement. She and notice who she supported. She went into the districts that Mitch McConnell didn't want. I know. Any, didn't want. And she bitched about the fact that he turned on him and didn't help him. Right. So clearly, Gabbard is in the camp that is trying to stop what's happening. Yeah. Right. Clearly, she's in that mode. So, so now the question got, is: So she's not a sociopath. Is your point? Oh, no, no, no. Tulsi Gabbard is anything other than... I've been watching her for about 10 years, waiting for her to show up. And then she showed up. She showed up in 2020. 2020. Yep. And and so now, with this result, I don't even want to go into the election. I want the GOP to get everything they want. They want to run Nikki Haley. They want to run Nikki Haley and John McCain 2.0. I think they should do that. But the, I think the other should, thing is, I think we should have the worst fucking election of all time. I think DeSantis should stay in fucking Florida. I think Trump shouldn't fucking run. I think you should just allow them to to do the whole Hillary versus Jeb Bush thing that they wanted in 2016, right. and have the entire country go. You know what? Fuck, Fuck you, it. people. Well, so I Fuck them all. <laughs> my 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 desire also is that although and I've said this multiple times is if you think the Republicans are going to somehow fix it, you're dreaming, but the bullshit they're going to feed me will taste better. (laughs) Right. Because the the, the, butter on the bullshit, the bullshit bullshit that the Democrats have fed us is absolutely nauseating, vomit inducing bullshit. And again, it's, it's, it's designed to outrage you. It's designed to trigger the discuss circuit. Can we, and I want to be able to, that's why I watch Tucker Carlson. I like his can, bullshit better than anyone else's bullshit. Can of course. Of course. Can we? Are y'all cool with wrapping this one up? Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've 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 got a a Tim Dillon quote to wrap this up about Jeb Bush. As he, <laughs> he goes, he goes. He said this right after 2016. He goes, the plane of America isn't landing at Disney World. None of us are surviving this flight. Trump's trying to turn the plane around and there's turbulence and it's shaking and everyone's mad. Jeb Bush or Hillary Clinton, they would have put the plane, they would have put on an Adam Sandler movie, they would have served drinks for free, and in the middle of the night when you're lulled to sleep, you wouldn't even see it, they'd turn the plane, the angle would be so slight, and then you'd just be in the side of the mountain and it'd be over. They were trying (laughs) to put you down humanely and we didn't let it happen. So now we're getting it like we deserve. Well, this is back to this is the way they handle things like the truckers and everything. It comes down to, look, you can either pretend like everything's going fine or we're going to beat you like a rented mule. The trucker story was so amazing to me because it was a truly heartwarming protest. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was was the most spectacular. And then they just said, "Okay, that was fun. But 
boobs. You saw the You're state done. power. You saw You're the done. And and by the way, you think the January sixth guy's got it bad? Well, we're gonna do it to you again. More, it's bad. More and more, I just find myself trying to make my immediate universe better. Try to be a good person. Donate to the homeless shelter. Hold the door. Help an old guy at Walmart. And maybe a good guy. Maybe, that's maybe, that's my want to be a good guy. That's I'm yeah. more and more, and I'm just watching the game. No, like you're you're absolutely right, Tommy. I mean, I don't that's know what it, else man. to do. I can't. No, so I have another. I, I heard another rumor that I want to see if since we've got puzzle puzzle piece. I don't think we should give any way. more credence to James Kunzler, who thinks that the Pope uh, raped Jeffrey Epstein in the White House. I don't think we should give any more <laughs> fuel to his conspiracy. I, again, I'm yeah. all for free speech, but. Kunzler's getting after he's getting snorting a, cocaine off for Ukrainian hookers. Pussy, he's so, he's getting know, a little out there. He, he thinks Hillary Clinton I, I need raped help Otto making a death. connection. I have got, <laughs> I have got this single data point connection that connects. You're not going to believe this. QAnon shaman. Okay. With with Ukraine. Uh, uh, Has anyone heard anything about this? No. Go okay. This is the know. episode that somehow gets me banned from Rumble. Right. Getting banned from Rumble. It that's is a time fun, to get a, a real job. That's a moment. Now, it is time to now, get a real now, job. That's the universe telling you something, dude. That's a that's writing that's on right. the wall. That's the universe saying, that's hey, the next right. step is you in an orange jumpsuit and get mouth. Well, you saw like, where DuckDuckGo turned on turned on the, the, the oh, well, they got video of that CEO at Epstein's Island raping a kid. There's no other I know, but everyone that. thought that was the uh, the good guys. All of a sudden, he turns, and I go, "Oh my god!" Oh, they oh, got a video Jesus. of him. This is they... the, this is the thing. This is what they always do. They have these things laid out, yeah, so it's... many different ways. Like they have nothing else. So we give them all this fucking money to sit around all day long and think up and shit just scheme more and we contingency plans. This I think the, the three of us are stuck in MK Ultra experiments, and we don't even know it. They're jamming electrodes into our brains. It's and, it's know, e- it's evil, but it's brilliant. Right. It's evil, we, but we, it's we, brilliant. It's like when your teenager. It's like when your teenager outplays you. You have a teenager. It's like an Ocean's go, Eleven. Oh, fuck! I can't believe it's like an Ocean's Eleven when the owner of the okay, casino ready? just says like, "Congratulate!" Like he's just, you got me. I'm almost kind of like you know what, New World Order. You you did it. You did it. That's I impressive. Did. I don't like it. You You're know, all demons, but I, just, I underestimated you. I the touche. Yeah. Touche. So I the, didn't the, know the, Donald the Trump part. was an android. Whatever. So, yeah, or the Jim Kunstler. We gotta fill that blank again. They never knew Kunstler was fucking the handler of Epstein. Who would have known? I didn't know who that knows? he who knew? I didn't I didn't know that he literally raped the queen to death. <laughs> that was that was a black pill moment for me. I thought he was a God, good guy. He's never coming back on. Or he's put it this way, if he comes back on, he's never leaving early. He's coming back this is on. Like not wanting, <laughs> this is like not wanting to leave so, a party till it's over. He's gonna come so, on. He's gonna get me banned from Rumble. If you guys if, He's gonna come on here with a fucking with a diagram about the shape of skulls, and he's gonna get me banned from the internet. My concept, but what? Y'all need to read Philip K. Dick's a scanner darkly. Oh What's yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? Uh, Phil I, K. Dix, a scanner darkly. I read, I read that in high school. I'm still missing it. I'm, you're a, saying a, it too fast. A scanner, a scanner darkly. darkly. A, you can even watch the movie by Richard Linklater. It's it's actually really well done. The, um, the movie is incredible. The movie is incredible. They're both very good. But I think what what's, I, the reason I've been bringing this up fiction? is because... Yeah, it's fiction. Well... Ah. I mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, docudrama. I mean, it's, it's thinly it's, veiled. It's... it's, it's, it's the reason why it is, the reason why Scanner Darkly is so good 
is because every time you think you, you've got you've it won. sussed out as to what the actual plot of this book is and what the actual situation is and how deep the psyops go until you get the final reveal you're just you have no idea you keep thinking you're scratching and the final well, so, reveal so and that's i will not where, spoil um, it for you dave if you've never read it or you've never watched i'll it. watch the movie oh no, yeah I mean, the book's not long Dan, it's, it's only Daniel it's a film Dick novel it's only 225 fucking pages you can read it in three hours dave can't read. the movie's so almost longer than the book is daniel ellsberg read. i can't read daniel yeah. ellsberg uh was talking to kissinger before he got top security clearance and he said to Kissinger, he says, Henry, at some when you get top security clearance and you get to see what's there, he says, at first you're going to be shocked and then you're going to be elated. He says, then you're going to be talking to some three-star general who doesn't know what you know. And he's going to be telling you shit. And you're going to go, I don't believe this guy's worth a shit anymore. And he says, then you're going to become kind of a bonehead. I don't remember how he said it, but he was warning him that that when he gets to that top echelon, that he will join the club of those who say, none of you understand. And that's that's when it gets dangerous. And because I you think, say, well, you, you don't understand. And then when you're in that world for long enough, all of a sudden you realize there's another inner group. And, you don't another right. iteration of it. and that's what it keeps. You, right. you think and you that's. And that's the lesson of a scanner dark. Yeah, that's the scanner dark. You're, you're an emperor of Rome, and you realize that that will not be for long. Yeah, just understand that that the protagonist of a scanner darkly. That's all of us. So yeah. I had dinner yeah. with John Deutsch after he was done being head of the CIA. I've always had the suspicion that he had not a clue what was going on in the CIA. That he was that. not. He was not one of the guys who they bothered to tell him. I also have this theory that the CIA is structured like a bunch of sleeper cells. Yes. And nobody knows what's going on inside the CIA. I don't, I'll be honest. You're going to love this movie, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I, I don't, I'm actually, I kind of go one step even deeper than Rothschild. Or fucked up. I go one step even further than like the Illuminati in that I don't think the people in charge know that they're the innermost circle because they've gone through so many. Oh, that's interesting. No, but really, I think of ah, like that's a, interesting. I, I think of it like a like a like a video game where it's like a map and it's like last one survives, right? And you have like a counter on the map. You can see how many people are left, and it's the most. And it's just you and one guy, and it goes on for like an hour, and you're both crawling through the woods, and then finally you see a movement a mile away and you blow his brains out and it's like winner. And you're like, oh, I fucking did it. Or you it's finally, the, it's the Truman show, but it's the hunger game in this world, you don't have a counter and there's no, and there's nothing that says you're the winner. You don't know if you've killed everyone. I don't think the people in charge know that they're in charge. If there's I think, someone above them, I think they get think them. that yeah. there's something. And it's like, it's kind of beautiful. I think and this is why leaders this is why leaders show a profound paranoia. Yeah, yeah, because they. Right? Think this is why thing. Saddam offs a bunch of guys in his Senate. Yeah, to scare the fuck out of the rest, hoping somehow he can contain it. I don't why think Putin it just never ends. That's a key control. Just this infinite dance. I, I think yeah, I That's think right. that they think there's another, sh- and they're all playing. If let's just say it's us, we're behind the Illuminati, behind the Rothschilds, behind there. It's just us, and we're all talking to each other, and we've had 
the veil ripped away so many times where we thought we knew, and then we brought it, got it even brought into an even deeper circle. But if we were the triad, oh, so now we're going to go. Three now of we're us what, do the prisoner thing. No, but listen, no, no, not that's right, all that's of... right. No, no, that's right. Yeah, if no. we were the triad, we couldn't trust each other. Exactly. So you're, you're never safe. We, yeah, you're even, never safe. Even if we were objectively at the highest rung, we would all still be thinking. They're in on. He, he could. He could fuck me. They're testing me. They're testing me he, for another initiation. There is or, no other initiation. You know, it, it would be like if 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 you know King Charles is looking down at William, saying he could off me. Yeah. Right. And then what that's, you can do is, you and can, that's happened so many times. Well, and then there's, and then so there's so many times. Well, I've thought about this before. Let's say you are in the innermost circle, the fucking like the deepest bunker, and you you can take a bet. You can go. I think we are in charge you can act on that bet and see if there's any repercussions but they won't act on it because it took so long to get there they don't want to risk it i i I will not i i will i i i am really resisting now going into the whole chaos magic memeing into existence thing oh no i think it goes i think it comes down to like no i'm dead serious when i say this i'm like um we keep doing things like this and if we're and we create we create the future by just writing it down. Oh, absolutely. I, oh, talk- oh, interesting. So it becomes self-fulfilling. Oh no, I, I think that's I, the I, other I, thing I, is there's a there's a there's a, there's a, a brilliant uh, comic book writer by the name of Grant Morrison. I don't know if you guys ever read any of Morrison's work. So um Animal Man, Doom Patrol, uh he wrote uh, some of the best Batman ever done, JLA, yada yada yada. But Grant Morrison is a chaos musician. Uh, chaos magician yeah and go look him up on youtube go look up, up him doing talking about chaos magic oh yeah there's and a great the, interview the with process, sorry the, and the process of doing it oh yeah and no it's really stopped to think about what he was talking about in all of these it's like stories suzuki violin it's like suzuki violin by playing the violin you learn to play the violin right well no it's even better than that when you say i want this to occur you're putting you it into make it happen by making it into a thing and then right. writing it down and putting it into so like, laying your will upon the universe and making it happen. So like, did, like, you, every see, did time, you see the X file that talked about the pandemic? Yes. Oh, is that amazing? They nailed it. And then the question is, did someone plant that? Or is the it X-File, chaos? Is it chaos? Is right? that, is that did, or so did it at, the end of the, at the end of the day, like when you when you sit down and you read all the stories that he wrote, and I'm thinking particularly about the Invisibles, which was a, a comic book he did about secret societies and you know all of this stuff, and it was an homage to Jerry Cornelius and all this crazy shit from the '60s. And um, but when I think about that, I, I, I wrote a I wrote a, a, a an editorial for my newsletter about a year and a half ago about this saying. You know, when you really stop to think about this, did he did he make all this happen by turning this knowing him that did he believe with all of his being that when he wrote this, was he creating the very future that would expose all of this, that would set us on this path to the next level of human consciousness? Because that's what that story is about. Yeah, well, that's where be, then you know, someone and, like and you is really a scary motherfucker. And when you really start to think about art. And what art's capable of, and why art is always why the artists always get there first. Are they actually doing that during the act of creation? And if so, then men like him, like Philip K. Dick, like others who saw the Kafka and 
Elliot. I mean, if you read the wasteland and you uh, and you know the, even the bare's minimum about chaos magic, right? Not that I subscribe to any of this, guys. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I think. Yeah, I think. It, I think it's fascinating. Okay. Well, this is you, the beginning of you, a mass you, movement. So, These so, are the so intellectuals favor, just doing. like. Go watch the, the, like a great half hour interview uh, or, or speech by Grant Morrison, Chaos Magic. It's 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 pretty easy to find on YouTube. He's drunk, he's Scottish, so you got to turn the subtitles on because it's like Brad Pitt and well, trying to listen to Brad Pitt and Snatch, right? Yeah. With all the, the all the pikey, it's that bad, but it's hilarious and interesting and fascinating because when you read The Wasteland by T. S. Eliot, he encapsulated the entirety of the 20th century and into the 21st century from a zeitgeist perspective in that poem in 19 over the course of 19, 19, 19 through 1923 until he finally published it. Right. And then you look at what the wasteland was talking about. And then you look at the 20th century and you're like, did T.S. Eliot create the 20th did century? He, did he, and then make, did he think. presage it or did he create it? And then or makes, is that, or is that, or is that, the, or either of those, the wrong questions. So, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, when I was moving in here, because I was losing my mind. I was actually thinking about chaos theory as I was just dehydrated. I was sick and I was just just hallucinating. And I started thinking, is that what QAnon is? Yes. Did somebody QAnon create... QAnon is a standalone complex. No, did somebody All create... these things I'm describing are basically standalone complexes. But did somebody create QAnon not because there is a plan to save and arrest everyone, but did they set it out there so that enough people believed it that then it becomes true? Exactly. Did somebody on the inside really see like the elite practicing chaos it's, magic? Here's what it's Dude, like. If, it's you, like... if you don't read, go watch Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Go watch the first season of that. And you'll it will blow your fucking mind when you really start to think about this. When you see it's the like... if you ever look around the internet and you see the laughing man, that's what that the the the, the there's, there's a there's a the 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 symbol of the laughing man shows up all over hacker culture shows up yeah. all over dissident culture it's everywhere that show it's, is fucking brilliant it's and, like and it talks about all like, of these ideas that we're just talking about now which is the a, the idea of the self propagating meme the copycat without an original yeah. that's what a standalone complex is okay right? is there no original Q probably not what is Q we are all Q if we believe in Q. Sure. And to the extent that we any of us believe in it, that it is just the upswelling of our desire to make right. things there better. To be Q, right? That right. then creates really? the zeitgeist that there was a create, famous that creates the energy that changes the world. And then there in fifty famous... years, they'll look back and say, "Oh, they were disseminating Q," and it's like, "No, it was created out of it was created out of nothing." It was created out of our desire and our unconscious desire for the for world to be things, better. Our thirst for something better. It's also a brilliantly example. said, Tom. Brilliantly there was a said. there was a bank run, a famous bank run, where there was a bank at, at a bus stop in front of the bank, and the bus broke down. And it was late, so the crowd started building up, and it turned into a bank run. Right. Because people saw the crowd building up in front of the bank. Right. You know, I feel like you're quoting Jim again, talking about a, a, bu- a bus. <laughs> you know, Jim goes on and on about buses and minorities and bank robberies. And I just don't condone it. I just don't. But, you know, I sit in front of the flag. I'm going to so, kill you. So I'm, I'm for free speech because I sit in front of the flag. But I think Jim's views on minorities are frankly gross. <laughs> but, you know. So... You missed your calling. You should have been in politics. We should This is what they do to each other all the time. They just Dude. lie. Dude, oh, they just lie their ass. All I have to say, Tommy, is that 
that's been fucking brilliant dude like <laughs> those are callback jokes that are just crushing it and this is like podcasting stand-up 101 like, so those uh, listening by the way jim didn't say any of these no things. no no I jim just, has not, just, he's the most uh, upstanding citizen he's the most we're just, we're just loving guy riffing on him so yeah. i wouldn't mention the the sex with the goats but otherwise he's just an upstanding guy yeah no, <laughs> we, already had, we already had we had we had off off camera but goat, someone can um, tune in later to this and not realize we're just that's a good point him. that's a good, they're gonna be like who the we see a headline tomorrow, like yeah, I dialed famed blogger now. James if, James Kunstler. You can see if, okay, if Kanye's gonna also, tweet, gonna, Kanye's gonna tweet solidarity with Jim. They're not gonna know Jim. it came from the previous force of podcast we did. The, yeah, oh so the worst part about all this is that if we wake up tomorrow, just to put the, like the whole bow on the chaos magic thing, and Jim we, is there's just like, a riot outside of if his we house. Wake up Jim, tomorrow, Jim's career is destroyed. For, uh, you just destroyed him by putting the idea out. Kanye's <laughs> gonna tweet out. He's gonna be like, "This is one Jew I like." He sees it how it is. We're gonna be like, "We're gonna be like, Jesus fuck!" Oh no! I think this is what someone like Musk is actually good at. I think yes. Musk puts out ideas absolutely to make them become true. I mean, it's on Chaos Theory, right? The background, his Twitter panel is us terraforming Mars. I mean. If he's got a hundred million followers, maybe that is chaos that you put into enough subconscious, which was why propaganda would be so important, which is why controlling the narrative is so important, which is yes. this is actually almost like a wizarding battle of him by Twitter. We are fighting. We are fighting this when yeah. I and, you know, and I and I and, you know, in the five, what's five, almost six years I've been doing this now. Um, <clears throat> when I look back on the number of things that I've seeded into the zeitgeist. And again, I'm not like busting my hand, pat myself on the back right now. Oh, sure. That if you speak truth and you say it in such a way that it affects people, it propagates. And yeah. then it comes right. back to me. And then I have these things come back to me later on. And I'm like, oh, you don't say. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, right? it is. And everywhere I look now, you know, I see someone else with another meme become ungovernable. And I see it everywhere. Yeah, it's every fucking where, and it all came from me and my Twitter feed. Yeah, it's... well, it reminds me one time I, I I was talking to a friend of mine who who bought sixty million dollars worth of of GLD and then tried to get gold for it. Right, <laughs> and he actually he, he actually hired lawyers to try to get gold. Now, if you look at the prospectus, he was never promised he could get gold for it. So nope. he was actually trying to do something that wasn't in the prospectus, but he couldn't get it, of course. I told a friend, might have been someone like Grant Williams, maybe, or something. Mm -hmm. And then I watched that story spread around the entire gold world. Yep. And then I got back to this friend of mine and said, I got to check the facts because I just watched that story spread. And I didn't name you, but I watched the story spread. And he said, oh, yeah, I wrote about it in 2006 or eight or whatever the date was. And he said, he said, yeah, I, I wrote about that. But it never caught fire. Right. It never got the oxygen it needed to run. And then when it, it got into the right pair of lips, uh, it just took off. Yep. And so note to self, you know, these stories sometimes have one source that's not credible. Now, my source is credible, but the gold world had no idea that my source was credible and it funneled through me. And as a consequence, that's the bank run right there. That's yeah, yeah. the spontaneous development of something big from a little tiny seed crystal.
Yep. So you can you can kind of see the importance of optimism and not being blackpilled because you're seeding, you're creating reality. You can help create, you can create the reality. So and it's, interestingly, and you know, it, I, yes. And my you know, brother and I talk about this. We talk about this a lot, whether, whether obsessing over this shit is just bad, just a bad idea. I, I don't know. You know, it's, I don't it's, either. It's, I, I, I just know that at, at the, the position that I'm in now, I've had all these people and cur- curated all these people. And they, you know, they, and they support me monetarily, which is phenomenal and wonderful. And, and they support, and they also support me emotionally and, and, uh, and, you know, with information as well. I mean, so I have this, like this community, I now feel an obligation to them. I can't stop now even if I wanted to. Yeah. Because, right. and I, and I, and, and not that I want to, I, I, this is the, I've never had more fun. And I've never been more edified and more um, and more fulfilled in the work that I've done in my entire life. Yeah. That I'm doing right now. And even when we have a, you know, even when we rag on Jim Kunstler and for lovingly, because his... Jim is a wonderful human being. Yeah. Who but just I... happens to like, you know, who just children, happens but, to know. believe in ra- <laughs> racial, who just happens to believe in racial hierarchies that I don't. But again, he, he's, he's his own man. He's his own man. He's our friend. Um, Sorry, I couldn't help myself. But on, but you know, just just to, just to make it, like, we I don't have a we don't have an option. I don't have an obligation to stop. You don't start something like this, yeah. and then you know, and then just walk away because. Well, you see, know. I, I could walk away knowing you're on the job. Fair enough. Um, but I no, I, 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 I said that to my I said that to my creator. When Mike Krieger finally quit Liberty Blitzkrieg, you know, Mike used to write right. Liberty Blitzkrieg. I know Mike Blitzkrieg. well. Yeah. Um, and when Mike announced that he was he was shutting it down because he was going to go, you know, raise tomatoes in Idaho or whatever, I said, Mike, you did yeoman's work the entire time that I was checked out and couldn't do this work. So, you know, good on you. And, you know, so, and God's so the, prob- the problem I face is I can bust my ass writing an absolutely front edge paper in chemistry and get 3,000 clicks or do a podcast with Pomp and get a quarter of a million. Right. And I'm going, Jesus, that was a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. I got into medical school, man, and then uh, I've been doing this podcast. Work smarter, not harder. Right. I'm learning to work smarter. I'm also 67, so one could argue that I'm transitioning. Yes. But I also do worry that I'm look. At the end of the day, we all don't have to do the same thing our entire lives. Oh, that I know. Yeah, I I mean, I literally started this three years ago. Yeah, within chemistry, I switched fields several times. But but here's what I said: I was in New Orleans Investment Conference. Mm -hmm. I was talking to people. I said, if you had said 20 years ago, I'd be doing four independent gigs at the New Orleans Investment Conference. I would have said there is no mechanism for me to get from here to there. To there. It would be like if someone said, 20 years from now, you'll be president of the United States. They go, not going to happen. Nope. There's no, there, a wormhole couldn't get me there. Right. Right. And, and, and yet somehow I got there uh, and it baffles me at times. Uh, you can't, you have to focus on the, the end goal and where you're going to if you focus on the mechanism you'll never get there if you focus but i on love the, the path though you gotta oh, enjoy really well that's no, like you gotta most, enjoy every minute you gotta enjoy the ride every minute of it's, it I, it's I, one I, of the most delicious parts of life is like how the fuck did you get here mm-hmm. it's 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 wonderful but 
if you try to focus on how it will happen, it will never happen. If you just focus on what it is you want to happen, it will occur and it will melt your brain and how it happens. You know, I, it's funny. I, I've just, I, 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 I've always said this, the same thing, which is that if you just, if you do good work, eventually it'll be recognized. Yeah. If you, if you speak truth, it'll, 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 it'll be recognized. If you're interesting, if you're different from other people, you, you can't, you, you know, What's the secret to any uh, entrepreneurial success? Hit them where they ain't, baby. Go where the other guy isn't. Right? Yeah. It's the ro- it's Robert Frost. Well, so in the uh, in the true it's the, believer, it's the unique selling proposition of whatever that happens to be. And if it's for me, you know, it's you know being vulgar and talking about goats. Well, then it's being vulgar and talking about goats. Goats, right? But so in the I mean, true even believer, when I first started this thing, I thought I had much different conception of what we were going to do, what right. I was doing. Right. And. Now it's I'm sort of like the crypto stuff. boys, right? The guys who, who Bitcoin, they thought it was going to be a currency. Right. Right. And um, now it's the, in the true believer the he has a line in there where he says leaders figure out where people are going and they lead them there. Yep. Ah, that's good. Yep. I like that. Yeah, that's you know. a clever line. That is, yeah, a that, is. Line. that is very a, clever. It is a brilliant line. Yeah. And so re- the last, the last thing I, cause we should really, uh, the last thing I want to uh, point I out, I can't hang up until he turns record off. Cause I'm not I getting know. any of these sex with ghost jokes against me. Right. So now we're, so now it's the late stage. Well, now we're blackmailed by Tommy. Running. I want to set a, we I want all have I guns on I each other set, now. That, Thomas, Tom, yeah, that's right, that's right. And someone going, wah, wah, wah. You know, no, we all have Mexican guns pointed at each other head, right? You walk the, away. Well, first. you got control of the button. You yeah. got control of the button. So uh, I'm just going to leave with, you know, let's, let's uh, is the, I keep bringing this quote up over and over again just to kind of put a bow on the conversation, which is my spiritual guru, Philip K. Dick, said the most profound thing you will ever hear. I don't care what anybody has to say, which is that reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go it's still away. still true, right. Doesn't right. go away. Right. No, that, that's that's a famous quote, and, and that's true. Um, and it gets of more course profound you're an MK Ultra. Right. It gets more profound by the day. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it gets, and it's everything we've we've said, before, you know, it's everything we've said in this podcast tonight. And uh, y'all are the best, man. I I, I enjoy this. Like this is a fucking blast. business. And is, Voltaire said, Voltaire said, a pithy phrase is not wisdom. And I'm going, oh, that just twisted my brain into a ball. <laughs> a pithy phrase is not wisdom. That's great. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, my irony filter just blew a gasket. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what, what am I supposed to do with that? How about? I know. I know. I know. I know. Maybe See, I love quotes. I love quotes because because someone else did all the heavy lifting. They're usually yep. very meme like quality. Yep. You know, and... I'll I'll end with a quote by the, by the great Jim Consler. <laughs> and it's even with the unparalleled efficiency and termination of the Germans, they could have never made six million. <laughs> <laughs> You're a punk. You are such a punk. Says the Jew. <laughs> I, I, not mine. It's from him. He's Jewish. I'm an Irish Catholic. I had nothing to do with this. But, oh uh, God. He that's, said it's... that's. I'm oh, not going. Bullshit. There are conspiracy theories that I don't touch. I know. For, I'm, hey, hey, for the, for the fucking record, so I don't get removed from even BitChute, that was a joke. 
Right. That was a joke. Now what? Someone, that was sent a joke. Me, someone sent me an email one day. Said if you read this guy's shit, I swear he'll convince you the world's flat. I'm, my first thought is, well, I'd be interested to see how he makes the case. Then I go, there's no upside to that one. There's no, 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 no upside no, to that one. I'm no. either a wasting my time or going to destroy my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. When people email me, they're like, "I'm just saying you should look into like the real history of Auschwitz." I'm like, "Yeah." Like... So I'm like, "I'm good. Thank you." <laughs> Yeah, it's like someone said. You say you should see pictures of these of these children. The pedophiles are doing shit to, and you go, no, <laughs> really, no. no. Have you I, seen this? Have you seen this video of CP? You're like, fuck off, FBI. Yeah, <laughs> you fuck yeah, right off. By the way, about a, about three weeks ago, my wife got hit by a scammer, and she calls me. Says our bank accounts are being emptied as I'm talking, and I'm on the phone with the guy from Apple, and I go, no, you're not. Hang up. Hang no, up. you're not. Hang so up. The first thing I did is I hit all the banks to make sure there was nothing going on. There's nothing. I shut them down. I, and, yeah. and I got home and, and the guy was on the phone. Yeah. And he's got a hold of a website and he's talking to her and he says, okay, here's the data phone. I'm going, it's just a website. The guy's scamming you. So I take the phone. I said, look, if you're legit, you'll understand why I asked my wife a few questions. I said, where did you get his number? She said, well, I gave it to me. And I, it's, I how many times have I told you don't do this? And then I said, okay, I'm going to give you one crack at convincing me you're not a sleazy fuck scammer. He said, I'm just trying to help your wife. I said, that's not it. And then he says, well, you're insulting me. I go, that definitely is not it. Because if you're a real IT guy, you wouldn't say that because you'd understand what kind of chaos you're creating at this end. Yeah. And, uh, And then after we hung up. About 20 minutes later, he called her back because he's the, 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 the shtick is he'll go away. I'll call her. I'll get her right back on the hook. And we'll be back in the saddle. Yep. And then you trace. I'm going just, oh, fuck. Bullet in the head. Find that guy. Bullet in the head. And you trace that phone number back to Jim Jim Consler. I I don't know why I've been attacking him so much. I love Jim so much. It's just because it's not here. Because he's not here. It's leaving the, the party too early. Yeah. Leaving the, the party jo- too early. And the joke early. is good. That's why. That's what he gets. This right. is the equivalent of falling asleep early. We drew on him with Sharpies. This is what so, you get. That's for right. Leaving. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, let's wrap this one up. Turn uh, off that record. Turn it off. I will. I will. I will. I'll, I'll end it. Don't worry. I'll send this episode to you guys. I love you both, Jim. When's I love it go you up? Too, When's it go up? You are. When's it'll it go up? up? It'll go up tonight. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you, Tommy. I'll email to y'all. Guys, take care.